0: Well, I'm excited about this one. We're back again. We're back. And it's (laughs) live. Sort of live. We got in an awesome guest today, first guest, so I wanted to give a thanks to that right off the rip.
1: It is the first guest and one of the guests I've looked up most, looked up to most.
0: Yeah, I think Um, if you're anywhere on the east coast especially south jersey and you don't know this man there's a problem you guys have low standards <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> uh, rich lafferty rich. How's,
1: it how's it going it's good it's awesome
0: you guys just got done riding yep. some of us peasants have to work on sundays pistol motors well, you
1: chose to go work today because you wanted to party yesterday <laughs>
0: i always want to party truth comes out so we're gonna get right into it first of all how was riding today how was the dirt
2: Go ahead, Brad, you tell
1: us. It was slick on top, hard on the bottom.
0: Was it wasn't last weekend? No, last we just weekend. We said it, last week
2: it was good. We got some rain. It was perfect. And but this then there were still puddles
1: out there. Yeah, and that's then, what we said. Like three quarters of the track was dry, dusty with a hard bottom. Yep. And then there's two sections with puddles, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. "How? You,
0: you got to start hitting the puddles. It drags the water <laughs> through the rest of the
1: track. Come we on,
2: tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, hoping it." Uh, it's going to transform into what what Ormond's about, I guess, probably. It uh, yeah. don't look like there's
1: rain in the forecast, so Ormond's going to be a little sketchy. Please
0: rain. I know. I wanted to rain so bad. <laughs> so but, bad. I yeah. heard
1: through a little little birdie that Ormond's going to be wide open. Yeah. I know who that birdie
0: was. He yeah. says
1: everything's wide open
0: now. I mean, <laughs> Ormond is pretty wide open. Yeah. So, well, let's get right into it. There's no really good place to start. You've been in this, this area, this industry for your entire life. For the people who don't know you, let's get a little bit of background. Tell us what you're about. And, I mean, I don't need to know what time you cried when you were a baby.
2: Like. <laughs> I can't remember back that far anyway. So. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I just uh, my dad got us, all three of us brothers, into dirt bikes at a young age. And he's always raced uh, ECA, Enduros. They didn't have hair scrambles back then. Um, he told me he started in 1970. And... Uh, I can remember my older brother, you know, starting racing Enduros with him. And me and Mike and mom would go and carry gas around, chase him around, them, them guys around in the woods. And, uh, you know, I can't speak for Mike, but I'm pretty sure he would say the same, that we always just wanted to r- race Enduros, you know, be like our older brother and our dad. And and uh, it was kind of a cool thing, you know. And looking back, it's more about the people and the places we were. You know what I mean? Now that I'm an old man, I appreciate that kind of stuff. So, but um but it's uh, we've been some pretty cool places, and we were always racing on the weekends. That was our vacation. So, just kind of bred into it. And I love riding dirt bikes. Period. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do on Sunday I don't think for you're sure. You're never gonna stop. No. Uh, uh, um. So. Uh. <laughs> it was Brent Robbins, I think. Asked me at the last Indoor. we were talking, and um, I said. You know, my dad had went by, and I said how crazy he was for still being on a dirt bike. But, and Brent's like, dude, do you think you'll still be doing it? And I'm like, no. Maybe a dual sport, you right. know. Working a McDonald's drive through, and then maybe going dual sport in the afternoon. <laughs> Just riding to from work, because gas would yeah. get so expensive yeah. by then. <laughs> something like that. Taking the grandkids fishing.
0: And-, and, and you kind of hit on that, that, you know, in your older age, you're getting older. I think that's something that I've kind of picked up, that you've transitioned in the last few years. You've really pushed the... The aspect of dirt bikes are fun we do this because it's fun we do this because it's a release from life like absolutely it's something yeah. i picked up the last few years that you've really pushed and it's yep. we've had conversations riding before where people in our group might get a little too serious and, and yeah. we're on the same wavelength i'm like yeah it's like if i'm not having fun i don't want to do it
2: oh my god i could speak so long about that but for me okay it's like for instance last year i did all the eca indoors all the eca hair scrambles, and a lot of people think man you're crazy but it was a stress reliever not that i have much stress these days i don't but it was a a break from the monday to friday monotonous work you know work thing and it was just a a way to unplug your brain and not think about any of that and just where you could just focus on just riding your dirt bike having fun um but that being said one of the things i did last year was totally different i didn't care or even and people think i'm crazy but i didn't even look at the results my wife would look at the results and give me a nod, like, yeah, you did pretty good. Okay, cool. And my, some of my friends would text me, hey, man, you got fourth overall here. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. But I didn't look and I didn't care because I didn't want to – when I look back on my younger days racing a dirt bike, I was super serious. And I didn't enjoy it looking, having looked back on it. Like, you know, I was training hard, riding hard, you know, going through – doing the whole deal and whatever. And, but looking back on it, I didn't enjoy it at all to me and nowadays I've transformed like dude I want to have fun I want to laugh you know enjoy riding a dirt bike enjoy racing my dirt bike so that's kind of been my focus yeah for sure
0: and that's one thing that I really try to focus on because you know all those years I, I was the one watching and yep. I seen all the, the crap the, the parents and the kids and the kids fall out of it and not enjoy it and it not be fun and the whole time I'm like I wish I could yeah. I wish I had the opportunity to so now that I can that's my big thing. I'm like, if I'm not having fun, who cares? Like I have just as much fun rolling my dirt bike into the shop and polishing the pipe and doing all that little stuff. Like it's, it's the whole thing. And like you said earlier with the travel, it's just got to keep it fun.
2: Yeah. And the thing I thinking of when you say that is I look at my dad and you know, he took us to the, like I said earlier, how we got started, but he never forced us. If we wanted to go to the race, cool. If we didn't, he's gone see you guys later you stay with your grandmom or whatever and and as far as riding on sunday when we had an off weekend we all go riding on sunday it wasn't like we had to go riding we had to do this we went we just went riding you know and it was just fun that's all it was about he never forced us to do it so um and it's funny because i've heard stories from other people where they thought they heard this or the dad
0: did this that no dad never did any of that he just took us riding that was it I think that's one of the downfalls of hair scrambles and GNCCs. I think you get it a. I don't want to say you get it a little bit more in the moto side. I think it's pretty equal when parents freak yep. out and stuff like that. But it's one thing I've noticed about the Enduro. Now that kids my age and even a little bit younger, like Brad, has been picking up on riding Enduros. That that parent kid anger, whatever it is that the kids got to do good, kids got to do good. Like it disappears. Like I know, like Devin McAvoy. I think he was always pretty level like they always wanted him to do sure. better but it was never like oh, you need to do better and he's been riding some endoros and when i talk to them guys they really really are enjoying it yeah it's like getting back to like oh i don't have to worry about you know passing 10 people like it just takes all of the, the the crap out of it,
2: it it's funny because like <laughs> having been around the endora the local endoros and the local harris criminals for such a long time it's two different crowds of people it really is. And I get along with both crowds, but I, it's more intense, should I say, I guess, at the hair scrambles. There's more of a intensity, where the Enduros is more of a laid-back crowd, and it's an older crowd, which I have an opinion about that as well. But
0: um, <laughs> Well, and that works out perfect, because that's kind of what I wanted to get into off the bat, is kind of just talking about your involvement with the Enduros, especially in the last, I would say, 10 years when I've been around, what mm-hmm. I have experience with. But just overall enduros in general over your career how how have they evolved what's changed give me your highlights your lowlights uh the local indoors have changed in a sense that i don't think there's as many
2: people doing them as there should be um i think hair scrambles kind of not i want to say ruined it but like for instance my son my nephew they grew up on hair scrambles you know so they migrate to hair scrambles will they do a local enduro here and there If there's timekeeping involved they may or may not and they're not too keen on it which you know and that's a whole nother subject and i was brought up during that era so i understand it um but i think (laughs) for example okay last year i finished third overall for the season in local Honduras. in my opinion there is no reason a 47 year old man should place that high in that local series Granted, I've done okay, but I think there should be young, a lot more younger kids migrating to that series. And I think if they revamp the series to, I'm going to say it, Star Controls, all Star Controls, just like I, National Demand. because – It's going to be a younger crowd, and, and it's, going to, it's going to breathe more life into the
0: series and everything. And I'm going to piss a lot of people off when I say that, but it's the truth. Uh, I pissed off a bunch of people. Well, it was funny. I brought that up at a, a meeting about six months ago and everybody laughed. I can imagine. They were like that's a great idea right
2: i can imagine there's one person who had a well, grimace on their face there
0: was one person who wasn't there when i said it <laughs> copy that and hey, then the next week, i love you dad when your dad was there <laughs> and i said it nobody said a word and i was like where's everybody at last week everybody thought it was yeah. a great idea now yep. now i'm that. ass me and
2: him have had our, had our discussions about it and i see where he stands but and he sees my point and we just kind of like Change the subject. You know, go to something else. Because he does get... You know, the thing you got to remember is we're all passionate about the sport. Right. And I'm willing to... I, I mean timekeeping is an advantage to me because i grew up on it but i'm willing to swallow my pride and say dude for the sake of the series it has to change because 10 years from now it's going to be worse in my opinion there's not going to be as many people there i would do i would do more if they were yeah if they were young and a younger generation i'm not saying it's about the pros and all that and faster kids and whatnot but if a kid had an alternative to go to a local enduro that was all star controls and have fun doing it and it wasn't a bunch of you know, timekeeping, he'd come to it and the series would
0: grow. I got super excited. It was two years ago. It might've been three years ago now when ECA announced they were going to do the split series. It's going to be three hair scrambles, three start controls. That's fantastic. You get the crossover between both. It's a super short series. Six races is super manageable compared to, like you said, you did probably 25, 30 last year. Yeah. And then it kind of just like fell by the wayside. And, i love your dad's opinion on Enduros. i love old school Enduro. if we're gonna do Enduros and you're going to be old school timekeeping roll charge I heard you say writing everything podcast. out yeah. like get rid of them <laughs> stupid computers yeah. because to me that takes it you still have the the skill to yeah. a point but that's just me yeah uh, who it's am my but it's different for sure yeah so i have no problem with my ico computer in a drawer and shutting the drawer
2: i <laughs> know i'm not well, and it's, know, but it's just I'm like
0: not... going to a gncc now you can't show up at an enduro and be competitive without an ICO. it's you can't show up to a gncc without an e-bike and expect to be true it's it's yeah. the same concept
2: yeah so i mean it's it's changed a lot but i think it needs to do more changing for uh the Enduros to have a future for, per se i mean look at the hair scrambles it's thriving you know
1: and I'm trying to get on board with the timekeeping thing, but it's a it's struggle. It's tough, isn't and it? I'm a pretty open-minded person, so like I'll try something, and I'll give it yeah. a good six months to a year. And if I still don't get it after a year, I throw it in the garbage. And,
2: dude, it's tough to teach someone. It really is. It, it it's, it's trial and error. You have to learn from your own mistakes. I know I did. I burnt plenty of checks and learned that way. I, and and I, I told someone this the other day. You know, we all wrote on the same number, and I remember Mike broke off because he was doing well and broke off, started writing on his own number, and then when it come time for me, I turn, uh, made double A, I think it was. Maybe I did 8050. I don't remember, but started writing my own number. I didn't know what the hell I was doing because I would just follow Jack. That's all i do. We got one and he'd of He'd laugh and joke <laughs> about it, and, and uh, Jack would or Dad would say, well, you, you haven't whined your scrolls since the gas, you know, or the, since the starting line, and we're at the gas stop, you know? And it was true because I didn't know. So, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. What,
1: a, what year did you, or how old were you when you made it to A or AA? Wow,
2: I gotta think about that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to replay stuff over in my head. Uh, I wasn't an A rider probably until like 94. I, I know I graduated high school in 92, and <laughs> I don't, I maybe, you know what? I think I was an A rider then. From for perspective, I was born in 94. <laughs> were you? you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jack and Mike, they were both winning Enduros in, in high school, but. Uh, I think 92. I was an A rider. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. 91, maybe 92. And then I think I won my first race probably like 95, 96, 97. 97 it was because it was green marble, I think. I won green so marble.
1: Were, that would make you what, 20? <coughs> when you won your first one? I was
2: born in 74, so 23, maybe.
1: 23.
2: 22, 23. Yep. And it was, it was funny so here we are, brothers again. Jack and Mike, I think, went to a national that day, and I stayed and did the local, and I and I won. So, but it was cool. Whatever, I don't
0: care. Right, you know, a win's a win. Yeah, yeah. It don't matter. Yep.
2: Yep. and it was never like that growing up to where we were. I mean, aside from being that brotherly love all brothers have, but racing wise, I mean, if my brother beat me, it was cool yeah. with me and whatever. You know, it was a family thing, and
0: as far as that goes, that no. was cool. Yeah,
1: there's no better person to be beat by than exactly, a, a brother exactly, or a sister, or
0: whatever. Do you think that's why, I mean, the Lafferty last name is synonymous through dirt bikes, especially, again, in South Jersey, but do you think it's that dynamic that pushed you guys to through that level, or was it just that you guys just enjoyed riding dirt bikes and you just started?
2: I think it's just the enjoyment of riding dirt bikes, and I, one thing I, I think of, and, and um, we just had the opportunity to go riding whenever we wanted during the week. And I never realized how how valuable that was till later in life either, you know. I've always had it and took it for granted. A lot of guys that we competed against, they rode on Sunday at the race. You know what I mean? So, so it helped
0: us having opportunity to go riding a, a, where we lived, out our back door. Yeah. I think that helped. I mean, I'm sure. I just texted a buddy on my way over here. I'm like, are you riding this week? Like, I gotta get like yeah. ten minutes in on a bike before yeah. Sunday. Just you know what I mean? Get the blood flowing again. Yep. Just get ready to go. It's and a small thing that you're i you're going to lose that bet. <laughs> I don't know. It's fast and how are you feeling about Ormon, Sammy? Uh, me and Ormon have a love hate relationship. Okay, but I will say I don't. I'm. I don't want to say I'm overly confident in myself, but compared to where I was last year, I think you I, have a top five. in That's why. Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> all Red I know, have no idea. All I, I t- know
1: is once I come around on you, you better. St- I'm not gonna pass hey, you till right at the well, last. Are hey, second. If, are we doing if, sportsman, Fred. I'm doing sportsman, sportsman if because. I wanted to pit help. for Justin. Yep. Wanted to pit for him. So I was like, man, but I'm missing out on some money. Who can <laughs> I make some money off of? And I was like, I know Sammy's a bet. So I'll make yep. my money back up on Sammy. Yep. Hey, you better have that thing. If it's
0: going to cost me $100, you can guarantee I'm going to put my front tire on your back tire until I
2: yeah.
0: eat shit or can't do it anymore.
2: I think we used to have the same ongoing
0: bet with buddies of ours back in the day. You <laughs> lap them. Dinner. <Well>, <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> It gives you know two totally different ski le- skill Absolutely. levels uh, something and it tell you what to push for. If if I'm in those tight little laurels and I'm hurt and I'm gonna be like hey, go 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 he's yep. coming go go go. So <laughs> yeah, I'm um, yeah like you said my confidence is an all time high. Having a bike that I'm not worried about is crazy. Like at the GNCC, not having to worry about nothing, the bike worked great. Um yeah. My bike will actually start. I might have a chance at not being last into the first corner. Like just little things. Put a couple little things together, did you,
1: and did you work on that since the GNCC?
0: No. Well, my bike may or may not still be covered in dirt from the GNCC <laughs>
2: but then he was just saying how well it's ready to go
0: you know no, well it's, it's ready always, to go it's, it's just ready. covered with dirt yeah, yeah, hey yeah. well you know we were down there on Friday I did all my bike prep at the race so it's only got like two hours on it we're good to go yeah. I'm wondering what to, what they're
2: going to do with the start because the last couple times they've done different stuff with the start too remember the last time we were we were there changes around and then even the last time I think the, actually there was two times I didn't ride fall ball I, had, I was sick with COVID but the one the start was totally different you went and looped right there like i don't know how yes. to explain it
1: it was backwards left at the log right it's yes yes and then right. up by the hill but a, but
2: over by uh not the big hill but to the left of it right
1: right you went left left and then you went down the street yep and
2: which was cool it was different i think
1: with the rider cut if they're actually going to do it which who knows if they actually do a rider cut and it's not a C light class of sixty people, it doesn't really ma- won't much matter. But yeah. if uh, they have a big C light class or a big C open class again, C- it's gonna it's gonna matter.
0: Yeah, because
2: dude, when guaranteed. they go that direction and they just went straight out of the pit, there was always carnage when it funneled down right there. Always, always carnage. There's always sketchy.
0: carnage there everywhere. It was sketchy. Yeah, yeah. And a couple years ago, we did the start in the back again in that little tiny spot of the pit. Like, yep thankfully we don't have to worry about rain this well water this time so i don't think we'll have to go back there but ormond's always interesting on the start and mm-hmm. i think i'm hoping that the rider limit kind of helps that because you're going to get rid of those fair weather fair weather riders that show up on sunday just because it's nice you kind of have to plan to actually yeah. show up so i think it'll kind of get rid of some <coughs> of that hopefully but i don't know
1: we'll see what about the money they're losing? Yeah. Because I, th-
2: uh, I think I definitely know. it's going to be big numbers or sold out, if not sold out, for sure. I
1: mean, it's it's a deterrent already just because I had to sign up for it. I could have figured it out. I know. I, I had me to too. have the old lady.
0: <laughs> me too. I did I it. I was sworn. like, babe, I need you to, do, <laughs> to sign me up. I can't get it. And it's funny because, like, I love the online sign up. Like, as soon as they come up, all last year I did every single one. I don't care if it costs more money. It's so much easier than having to go up there, especially yeah. if the well, trick with ECA is once you take your helmet through once, you're good. So, you just told everybody. I never, but I hope so because then it'll keep people, it'll it'll make it easier for ECA. Yeah. Because now, once you go, you just go through tech. If there's a problem at tech, then you go back up there. But gotcha. After I think the second or third race, I never went to the trailer again. Really? Just, it went through tech, <coughs> made sure it came through, you're good to go. Just do your online. Online, and you're good. don't go up. It, yeah. It's one less thing to worry about. Yep.
1: But I guess, I guess where the might make up more money is that extra $35 you got to buy to have a number.
0: <coughs> before yeah.
1: you pay your $55 a race. Yeah.
0: I wonder why they're doing it. I'm, I'm curious. I think it kind of stems from, and we can get into this, clubs and ECA, I think it stems from help. I think they're having...
2: And they uh, always have long lines at the opener. Well, and they've right? made...
0: Always. They've made a point that they're struggling to have people step up and help with the series. I think they do that to themselves. But... i'm smiling because i was just thinking that well go ahead Uh, nothing against uh, anybody no
2: yeah no 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 hate hate comms because
0: uh, perfect example i had a a problem with with my club tri-county over the past couple weeks trying to get a new trying to get a new rider in it was just it's somebody who's helped for years and they were just giving me a hard time that, are you talking about me no that's no, what i thought you were, no, we're not even gonna, <laughs> was gonna say brad <laughs> that <laughs> was part of it and that whole but and hey i'm in I, I finally made it to a meeting and got it all straightened out it wasn't a big deal and they were like hey like we want help we need help here and i'm like i'll step up and do that because if i'm going to be the one bitching that it sucks i'll at least yeah. I'll at least help. You know, I, and this
2: is nothing against Eldon because uh, Uncle Eldon's a good friend of mine and all that. And I hate just—it's not Tri County. not just Eldon. But I'll be honest—I've heard about all that kind of stuff. A dirt bike club is for fun. Why the hell you gotta jump through hoops to belong to a dirt bike club? Are you serious?
0: And I will say, and I gotta pay. I don't understand. Like I don't uh, get be a part it. You You I need to work too. Don't, to don't for be, free. Don't be broke. And, and, and don't be And I like heard that. the thing. The comment is like, you got an eight thousand dollar motorcycle. Don't be complaining about thirty five dollars.
1: <laughs> but you're telling me I'm gonna. I, okay, I need you to work for me. But you gotta pay me to work Zoom for me. <laughs>
0: I don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's we, no we, hate.
2: I'm just giving we, my opinion. No,
0: no hate comms. It's hey, maybe this will. Maybe this will bring up a. Maybe this will bring up conversations yeah. that can improve. Maybe somebody has an idea that that'll help this stuff. Listen, I think the I think the clubs all have their problems. Oh, absolutely, it's clicky, and, you know. And every single every single event promoter has problems. We talked about it with the GNCCs. GNCCs are too big; they are, yeah. and it's it's. I don't think it's ruining them, but it's it's hurting them from a rider perspective. Looking at ECA's and with Tri County, like yeah. it's it's hard crazy to get into. how the
2: ECAs have grown. It's crazy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it's crazy. Is it? We don't know. Eh. I I and I understand I know where you're
0: going with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't raced one, so yeah. But with, with Tri County, making it harder to get in is nice because one of the biggest problems with Tri County is we have a huge list of people in the club that don't do anything.
2: But that's always gonna be a problem.
0: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because I've heard that's the
2: comment that was told to me when I said what I said about why <laughs> you had to jump through so many hoops. How well are you going to work if you have to pay to work? And, again, it's for fun. You're telling right. me I got to work? Like, dude, seriously? I mean, I, and I get well, it. And I was brought up, you know, cutting trail and putting up hours and all that kind of stuff. I
1: I um, will uh, go cut trail yeah, whenever they want yeah, me to. But,
0: but come on, dude. Right. And I, th- <clears throat> and I think that gets... I, I don't, that's definitely not Eldon that does that. Because if you catch him and you're out riding, he's like, yeah, hey, if you're sweeping, if you're, do, he's cool. do your thing. Yeah. Right. It's the other people who, it's the people who aren't riding dirt bikes. The, the that, thing a lot of people are concerned about, Eldon, sorry to cut you off, uh, is
2: that like, He's got to make a lot of people happy, and he don't always make everybody happy. There ain't nobody in line and it to do what that told he does. Me that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I never looked at it that way. You know? I, and he's
0: right. He's right. i, he I sure as hell I'm not doing what he's doing. No. The amount of time to. that he spends. I wouldn't want to do right. that. Right. So it's one of them things. You got to look at it from all angles because it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, you're, a good friend of mine told me once, you're always going to be the asshole. No matter what you do, you're going to piss somebody off. Yep. So and i don't have the answers i wish i did yeah. i wish i could fix the i wish we could get more people at the Enduros. i wish we can make the hair scrambles better i wish the clubs would be more but i don't
2: yeah I, and it's again it, like i said i already gave my opinion on the indoors and stuff but i'll be honest it's not going to change in my opinion it's not going to change and that's a negative uh thing to say but i don't see it changing just because me myself I don't know how to go about doing that. And be honest with you, I don't really want to go and say, you know, and try and be part of the sanctioning body or, you know, the ECA and say, okay, I want to make some changes. Because you know what, (laughs) welcoming that'll be? It's not Not at all.
1: Then how do you even, how do those people, like, I haven't met them yet and I haven't picked their brain yet, but how do they have the time to be on the committee and, to be able to spend the time that they do spend like, what do they do for their day job they, they have day commitment. jobs but they're not yeah.
0: most of the people that do this aren't riding anymore so the time that we do dedicate to working on the bikes and and riding and traveling and stuff True. i mean these guys don't ride anymore even like perfect example kevin mcavoy who is on the board in our club okay the last few years he's kind of slowly gotten out of riding and gotten slowly more into the club so it's kind of like just a transfer of yep a focus really
2: so. But you can't ever forget why you started it. And I, I've That's said that to multiple times. It's multiple fun. times
0: since we did this. It's all about fun. Yep. And if you're not having fun, I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And once you're at these events, the three weekends, well, now two weekends a year, I look forward to the most is our Enduro and our dual sport, especially our dual sport. Yeah, the dual sports are always a good time. It's always fantastic. So, yeah, we had a. That was the best day of riding i've had in my entire life the sunday of the dual sport when i finished my section and came and we to your sweep. section yeah that was the most fun i've ever had on the dirt bike to this day i could go back there and do that every day so it's just those little moments that i know that I, keep I think you going. i
2: was thinking about that the other day and i'm like i think when i go there this time i'm gonna maybe ride saturday and then Go and see if I can help somebody in a section on Sunday, like, and because it was fun, just hanging out, chilling, and then you get to ride the section a couple of times, and especially when you're in a section that good, yeah. And then okay, got to go tear down errors. All right, we'll go tear down errors. Nobody looks forward to that, but it's got to be done. And uh, what kind of a dick would just show up, ride, ride, sweep, and then say, okay, see you guys later? <laughs> you're not gonna help tear down hours, okay, dude? And
0: uh, all my little <clears throat> my little group of riding friends, it's something that we've done for. You know, five or six years, we were always the kids who always had to go out and sweep and pick arrows. And we have fun with it now. I know, like, we'll get – well, most of them stop riding anymore. But, like, (laughs) Devin and and Carly and Michaela and William, we would all just go out and play around and goof off and pick arrows. And you make it fun. Yep.
1: I tried to be, but they put their uh, dual sport – on a bad weekend for me, the old lady's birthday—the Oh. The one day the a year sport. that like you, you get y'all
0: at for so. the dual sport was here. <laughs> the dual sport was here before this, and I'm still mad about that. My wife last year, her birthday, so we're good. Last Maybe year, <laughs> I can get on that program, Last too. year, me we're and Shannon, me and Shannon made a deal that I had you Saturday and she had you Sunday, and then she went and planned this trip and said, "Oh, I forgot." Yeah, Shannon. I remember well, that. She's got lots of heads up this year, and <laughs> I remember her birthday. So I'll I'll get it straight. We can move it a weekend. It's not important.
1: <laughs> Why would you want to celebrate getting older? If nothing good comes God. out of anything
0: past twenty one. I totally mean, twenty five you can rent a car. I that's can pretty much cool. say
1: yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to rent a car. And that's fun. Rent oh, a van. Dude, or this is the thing.
2: Okay, and you've heard me say this in three years. I'm gonna be fifty. Mm. That bumps me out, dude. Seriously. When I'm, I think about it. I'm halfway to 50. Now I'm just totally bummed out right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay. There's one more age in my eyes that's good 30. Because then I can stop riding with these 15 year olds. I can go to vet class. And then after that, it's all ride downhill. Yeah. Right on. So, next on, we'll go back to kind of my list here. One of the things that Brad, we talked about the other night that we really talked talk about was bikes. Te- not so much teams more so the bikes we're both bike nerds what were some of the better bikes or cooler bikes or your uh, favorite bike? yeah bikes that s- you remember that stood out to you and yeah. maybe even get into some of the transition from bikes of the 90s to these crazy ten thousand dollar machines that we're Liden. looking at right now yeah
2: it 's crazy, um and you kind of hit the nail on the head because there was two different bikes that kind of stuck out to me, and it 's going to blow people away, but I the one One's bike blue, I remember right was that one 's blue no oh no sorry and that was okay we 'll get to that. the first one I remember anybody remembers uh, the name Kevin Bennett kB back in the day rode a Honda out of fairway cycle in summer's point there's building's not even there anymore, and um, Norm Chatney was this mechanic and it was an 89 crt fifty. He locked up the local indoor championship probably like two rounds to go or something. And we were riding out of that shop. And me and Mike had the opportunity to, to ride a Honda. So I got the opportunity to ride Kevin's bike. And I think Mike rode a somebody's Creamy or one of those guys had a CR125. Um, but the thing it was ported and ProTech or something did some motor work for that thing. But I still remember that thing. It was just the easiest thing to ride. Put it in whatever gear you wanted to go and it would just torque and pull. And I remember um, I rode it at Stump Jumper Enduro, and it was like the last Enduro or whatever. I got high point B that day, and you, know, you know, and I was like what, 15 or whatever. And I just still remember that bike, um, just being that good. Now, again, granted, that was a different time, different era. 1989. That was a long time ago. Um,
1: when were you born, Brad? 96. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> All right.
2: Anyway, <laughs> um, but then leapfrog forward. Um, hmm ktm 400 xcw for sure that was a badass bike i love that thing the
0: non-linkage four stroke
2: yes pds yeah yep yep um what year 09 08 somewhere in there and then that was right around the 250f I had a YZ250F. Um, I rode
0: it. Uh, See, I remember that. That was right at the start of me coming to races. What year was that? I'm stuff. gonna ask you. I keep, was that. Was, about probably 13, 14. Okay, maybe even yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. maybe years maybe, ago. Maybe in there. Yeah, I started coming around to races when I was 13. I'll be 28 in two weeks, so yep. about about then. I probably caught it right at the end of when you were getting off of that because I don't remember the I don't remember the i don't remember you on the 400 i remember that bike yeah but i don't remember you on it
2: yep that was just a thing through mike where mike rode one and i'm uh kind of and i and i remember at that time i had never rode a big bike and i'm like dude there's no way and he's like come on he's like you, uh, he's like telling you you'd like it so i got on it and it was a little bit of a growing pain because it was it was more power you know but i i grew to love that thing i loved We're- it
0: in terms of compared to a 350 today, did it actually have power like that, or was it just... It was a, it was a little more, I would say. Um, the chassis
2: was good. It was PDS, which, I mean, if you're a motohead you're not going to like PDS. But PDS worked good in off-road, um, and it was a different frame as per now. But I would say the 350 is probably um, their answer to, to that. that year of a 400, but... Um, I don't know, the 400 was just good. And a crazy story, okay, it was probably like, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I had a buddy who had a 09400 and brought it here for me to restore, get it ready, and he was still racing it and riding it or whatever, actually trail riding it or whatever so he's like i'm gonna leave it here all winter you know do whatever you gotta do to it and i picked that thing out riding on sundays you know <laughs> <laughs> For maybe a couple weekends you know before i started turning to it make down. sure it was safe yeah 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 well, yes. you gotta and, know what's wrong with it and dude i fell back in love with that thing i just and it was here at that time it was i don't know it was an old bike it was an old beater right and i loved it it was so much fun so it brought That's back memories a,
0: it's funny because you're saying that one of the first bikes that i was around that i look back at and all these people talk about these vintage bikes and like vintage for me is like 15 years ago exactly so like when the 200s the ktm 200s came around yep like they were like mind blowing to me and the bike that i'll never forget for the rest of my life who's yeah. when they like brought back before they got bought out mike and kyle were both on yep. and the sound they would make yeah. and i remember like walking around like what kind of bike is that Like, yeah. what kind of bike is that so yep. it's, it's cool how there's a certain bikes that stick out to yeah. you. Yep. And I, because I, it was a, th- what what was it? A 390, 390. a
2: 450. Kyle, because Kyle, I think, rode a 390. Yeah.
0: And there was a 450. 450, and then 570. And then they had, they were the turnt motors. So the they were like. 70
2: degree motors? Yeah. They say, were like almost vertical. Yeah. Yeah. The, the front
0: end was super light, super light front end. I remember at the time a friend was dating Kyle and. We would always. He would be like, "Hey, listen. Like, if there's mud, I remember at our our hair scramble, there was a big mud pit in the back, and we all went back there." He said, "Because in the he said he do not know what it was, but around mud or in mud pits or in ruts like that, it was just horrible." So we would always go back there and 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 make sure you know what I mean. He got through clean, but yeah, it was it was unique because we were coming off the 400s, mm-hmm. and
2: uh I think my mechanic was Evan then, and he and the bike weighed the exact same as the KTM 400. So the 450 weighed the same, but the frame was totally different. But if you and this is you know, all scientific or whatever, but he would the weight on the front end was totally different. It was all dispersed towards the rear because of the 70 degree motor, the way it was, and the thing was definitely different steering because of the way the front end was lighter and everything. But it was it was a it wasn't as bad as people thought. It wasn't a bad bike. I like mean, I, liked, it, I it, did it. like it.
1: I
0: never, I never rode one, yeah. but I never looked at it as a bad bike. I mean, yeah. those two guys made it work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, they, I did look at it as a bad bike one time. But well, <laughs>
0: well, I passed it on the side of it in, in the track <laughs> in two pieces. Yeah.
1: I said, oh, I yeah. don't want one of them. I, that. Yeah. I, I don't want that Holly, thing. Holly Farms. Dude, that was Holly Farms. Yeah,
2: Holly Farms. I, sto- I stopped. Because I couldn't. I'm like, is How this bike he, in like, broken Huh? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, the bike was in,
0: in pieces. Bikes are still doing that today. We just had one. Well, that, that one, was a that one failure. That one broke, For the record, Kyle's bike broke at the stem. At the, and stem, the frame. Right? Like yeah. The stem, the headset was still connected, yeah. and the bike was separated. High farms. Yeah. We were
2: talking about that high, high farms today. Where the, um, the year it rained there. Oh, do you remember that? That was that? my last ho- That was my first win. win.
0: Yep, that was my last win. Yep, I two have, lapper.
2: It was a two lapper. That's the it. Main.
0: Well, all you had. Yep. So that was back when I was doing the double A dreams, the videos. Okay. And I still have. There's video of it somewhere on YouTube. I, the field you could have put a jet ski in. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. Yep. Which and man?
1: That's what nice. Like Brian did. I like did his best in that situation. I think he did a good I job. I think yes. he always did a good job of setting a, a track up. I never really can remember of any bad sections or bad like things that brian did mm. when he set up the neoc races and I, I i loved them
0: anybody wants to bring that series back and run how that series was again no series was ever perfect but i'm all in on that i mean that made my childhood dude
2: <laughs> here i go saying that stuff, something that's gonna piss me off but <laughs> NEOC's made ECA better. Oh, one, because trillion percent. When they were competing, yeah. they ha- ECA had to up their up their Everybody, deal everybody left because ECA NEOC's at the time. Was doing, yeah.
1: We all
0: switched over yep. from
1: ECA to NEOC. I never did one ECA race until NEOC was done. Like, really? I've never did one.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, and yeah, it it's Tyler Shepherdson talks about it. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He does on the Pipe podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So he talks about it a lot lately. A rising tide raises all ships so when you can have people and companies and and just it's like riding if you're not riding with anybody your speed or faster you're not going to get any better there's no need to
1: if there's no competition. Why right. is the reason to be to try to find an improvement? In something because it's not broken.
2: Yep. And he told me he, he, he went to the GNCCs. Brian told me, seeing how they did everything, every little thing, and and looking at it, a lot of it was like a GNCC. How well, he did
0: everything. When I was biking the track at the last GNCC, they had they had a rope a string up. Yep. With little orange or yellow little pink ribbons tied across it, and yep. I, I remember going through the woods at NEOC and having like hose reels, yeah. where they would unroll oh. them yep. every week.
1: I'll never forget when I was, I was really close friends with Anna and his daughter in high school. Yep, and they were needing help towards the end of like when they started going downhill because they were at a loss of help. Yes. I wailed myself one time so hard with a post-pounder because <laughs> I hit the top of it, and it come back, wailed me in the head when we yeah. were setting up strings up. I'll never figure <clears throat> that it was
2: a And they put a lot of work into it, man. There was a lot of stuff, you know, people don't realize Brian's that. Not putting time. on a race, there's just so much work involved in the course and everything. But, yeah, we were talking today in the woods about that Holly Farms around in the rain. And so the access road coming in, right, to that property, the Millville side, I was told at the starting line man, there's a big lake over there. I think it was Mr. Hill or somebody. And I remember in that time they had um, that other class. It was A, and then it was AA35. Right. So I was 35 then. <laughs> I was an old man then too. But anyway, so um, – Got the lead, whatever. I think I got the hole or whatever. And there's a dude I remember uh, from New York on my butt. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I remember getting to where he said in the woods, which I didn't know the track, but, and it was like a pond, dude. I remember stopping and looking, and I seen the club person on the other side, you know, the NAC worker that I know by looking at them. I don't know their name. And I'm like, which way? And they just went and shrugged their <laughs> shoulders to me. And, um, and I looked at the dude behind me, and I just started going to the left. And when I came back around the second time, it was only two-lapper. That was where Mike um, was wooded out right there, that, that lake or whatever. And I remember going around to the left, and that was where Ryder, who was the only guy in front of me then, was just coming out of it. And uh, I got just in front of him, and then, you know, obviously he was kicking my ass. So he went by, and all I had to do was stay less than a minute behind him at the finish
0: for that lap. And that was it. And that was my last win. And I remember that, like, I. There was, I remember because I was there on the corner of the parking lot. There was that fence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. where I was every lap. Mudbogger. That, that rut was up Mud to like my yep. chest. Yep. It was insane. I am still have never seen anything like that before. It just went
2: away to nothing. There was nothing. There's left. a. There's a picture of me. And somewhere. it was like that all weekend. Remember, like mm-hmm. Saturday yeah, it, race walking around was sketchy. Yeah, that little bikes. And there they was sent like, them through it.
0: it was like me, Jake McAvoy, and like two other trucks were the only like two trucks that could get in and out of the yep. field because like Moneris had dropped their camper during the week and people like that. Yep. And we were we were telling people out all night. And the weird thing is living living here.
2: Okay, like as we sit, it's right over there. How far is the crow flies? I and that, Four like miles, the maybe? rain and everything. I had never thought that it was going to be the way it was i didn't i was like nah nah it right. was gnarly yeah even when i got to the start and, and chucky goes two lapper and i'm like what and he goes dude trust me you'll be fine yeah, and yeah. i was i was happy yeah. <laughs> two lap was plenty
1: i i didn't even race my own bike that race either so perfect wow <laughs> i was on a barred bike i was having bike trouble getting there so i don't know if i had water in it getting the bike there or something but wouldn't run yeah so the kid that i was borrowing it off of C class. And went right filled up with fuel. No way.
2: So you raced two races that day with that same bike. Is
1: that, like? was that the one? Honda no 125? Huh? Honda 125? <laughs> no, the Brandon's YZ. Uh, so And I that rode thing was like new at the time, too. I rode <laughs> a steel frame 0102 YZ 125. He bought a brand new, I think it was 14. I at think the time? it
0: couldn't have had more than like 10 or 15 hours on it. He had right. just bought it that season. Oh yeah. my God. And he's like, dude, just do it. He's like, I just run it like.
1: It is what it is. Both grips spun. He's no a good, bu- he's a good buddy, dude. I had one front. He was a good friend at the time. Um <laughs> after that race <laughs> Sunday <he> night. Might, <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> why we don't talk anymore. It's more, funny but. ever since like 2015, <laughs> I haven't really talked to him.
0: <laughs> but, Holy I mean, moly!
1: I I come up I remember like not getting a good start and just being a little timid. And it was me, Anthony Cilione. Um, who's
0: ABS Graphics?
1: Got his son. The good old days. Who was his? What was his name?
0: I'll remember when the podcast is over. ABS Graphics.
2: Yeah, um, I can't. Todd, not Todd. uh, I can't
0: remember his name. Shit. Ant's Ant's best friend. I was in their camper that weekend. Yeah, they were
1: great friends. It was Anthony, his best friend, and Matthew Matthew Cooper. And like I don't know if the Edmonds were there that weekend or not, but like they were
2: pretty much always at the NACs, yeah. Edmonds back in the day. I mean, we battled. It's crazy how well those kids are doing nowadays. Yeah. It's awesome to uh, see.
0: I, I haven't checked the time since we started. Him and Jason Tino were I within three seconds seen that. all weekend. At the US Sprint, yeah. So I'm excited to see how That's that pans out. That's another thing.
2: Not to get off, but
0: no, keep, keep the, it. Pimple. The other
2: thing about the ECA last year, they had those two sprint enduros, and I've never done one. Okay, until last year, uh, both New York rounds. And if anybody knows, when it rains in New York, it's usually pretty sloppy. Cause yeah, how play. about that
0: hair scramble up there last year? That
2: was a good time, man.
0: <laughs> we got different opinions on good times. Yep. Um,
2: I remember you were staying at the last lap there, like, and I was feeling it, dude. It was the last lap, and it was gnarly. Well, Come on, old man. But, I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not to, not to downplay your race any, but they cut a bunch of our trail out and saved yeah. for you, so you yep. guys had fresh trail. Yep. And – there was still mud out there, but at least there was lines. There was sections that I were going through that it was just, I, I don't even I want to talk bad about for a it. I Club
2: because, dude, that was like a new place. And
0: we're not going and back there. And it's destroyed. We're not? No. I wondered. I wondered. Yeah.
2: Because that was a new place, and they they were kind of, I remember the one club guy I was talking to, a good friend of mine, and he was like, he's like, dude, we had a perfect race a week ago. He said, but now it's a mud bogger,
0: and it was. And Saturday, I wasn't totally convinced that it was going to be that bad i had just got my e-bike and out. i went out and yeah. e-biked it and man like the the bike only for the afternoon when you crossed the creek and went up the creek and up that side of the mountain was yep. gorgeous and incredible but yeah. the four miles looking up to that holy yeah. crap but,
2: again like this the, the two sprint ones i went to same kind of same kind of terrain mm-hmm. same kind of place and just it rained cold water it wasn't but um the point i was trying to make was that um the sprint format
0: Awesome, I liked it. I really
2: did. It was cool. I think there's a reason. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but I I liked it.
0: I think there's a reason why they're starting to pick up. I don't think I don't think I could would personally run a ten race series that were just sprint enduros. I think
2: a mix. You know, it's
0: just like everything else with moderation. Yes. I mean, I think if you could do two or three of them, two or three old school enduros, you're, a hair scramble, you're releasing our idea, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to set anything, nobody would know. But. but the, the,
2: the two clubs that do that, I do know that the reason they do it is because they don't have the land. Well, so they can run a sprint race. That's they what climbs, I was... All they have to do is have three tests. And some of them, you don't even need that. Yeah, some of them, you, you only run two. two. Yeah. And you just run it what? You run 15 three times,
1: times each. each. Yeah. 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 Yep. Depending. Like normally, it's four. If they do a two-day setup, it's four per test yeah. on the day one. and you. Gotcha. On day two, it's three, three. a test. Yep i didn't agree
2: with um they had like a, a a cutoff a time cutoff i didn't really agree with that understand because some certain guys it had rained the night before at the one ridge ridge round and they had a cutoff and there was some guys that went into the last test and then weren't scored for the last test that's a shame you know and that's a, that's a shame because a lot of them drove four or five hours to get right. there you know
0: and but yeah if you if you can make it into the last test on time then you should be able to yeah. finish on time because yeah. it's not speeding up the event any you're already in so yeah. they got to wait till you come out anyway yeah but I'm, I'm all
2: for the sprints. I think it's a it's a good uh, thing for certain clubs that don't
0: have the access to the land to put, put on hey, something. Look at Tri County. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not having a hair scramble this year, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but me neither. What's the? I think the biggest problem with the sprints is you still need a significant amount of parking. Yeah. So you still need those big field sections surrounded by at least.
2: And you need a trail balls to be on board with it, dude. <laughs> Well, and
0: it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough, and yeah. <laughs> I do
2: know. I was kind of bummed out because um, the place that they had all set up over, wasn't there an NUC there? I would leave it nameless. Yeah, let's just say it's yeah. nameless. But they had an NUC there. That place is bitching. I thought, because when and I raised the raced trail, NUC there, it was The fresh trail we
0: cut there two years it ago was like a like trail.
2: So I loved it. I thought and it
0: was awesome. We may or may not have run dual sport through there. Yeah, I think it did. Somebody told years, me like, it did. there's some good stuff over there, really good stuff over there. Yeah, but the problem with that place is you can't do a race there in the spring. Yeah, because God forbid you get a rain. There's no. Yeah. There's no salvage a in mud all around you it. Can't. Yeah.
2: It's it's bottomless. The start field is is the highest ground there is, right. and then all around is some mudbugger. Yep. Kind of, and we were talking about so another NUC member, Monster Buck. Oh my yep. gosh, yes, dude! It's in that Cedarville. was a start field and yeah. a swamp all around it. Job. But it was awesome. Do you remember? I remember, the, I I remember that walking, was that, first walking that walking that on ever like
0: did. Saturday nights. That was the first one I've ever went to. Yep. But walking that on Saturday nights, the roots there. They yeah. would it would unbelievable.
2: Okay, right. First NUC. Go there and rider was on a little bike, did did the um the you know, the youth program, whatever. Um I was riding four hundred then. And had my bike in the truck, unloading truck, you know, whatever. I had a spare wheel with a trials tire on it because then in Enduros, you know, rocky trials tire. And I just didn't feel like changing it. It was on a spare wheel. So I'm like, whatever, just on a truck. Mike's mechanic at the time rode the morning race. Adam. And he's like, dude, he's like, throw that trials tire on. I'm like, you're crazy. He's like, dude, it's so freaking rooty. It's all swamp and it's all nothing but roots because it was dry. Uh And I'm like, get out of town. He's like, dude, I'm serious. I put it on. It was awesome. Yeah. I think I got second or third behind uh, uh, Rogers, Ryan Rogers. He was awesome, good dude. And uh, Jesse was there, but I remember watching their bikes and they're going, brruh, brruh, yeah, brruh. and I was going, the stuff. straight across because the trials tire and the roots was awesome.
0: I've never run anything other than a a Star Cross or yep. thirty, like just normal South Jersey tires. So when I was getting ready to go to the GNCC in West Virginia i reached out to justin and i was like yo like what what should i do like tire wise or whatever and he was like get a cheater get a 525 and i'm like yeah. okay so i like got a 525 and i was like going up mountains like literal mountains and i've never rode anything like that before in the whole time i'm like thank you, thank you justin thank you justin thank you justin like the whole race in my head every hill i went up i'm like i need to thank justin the, the
2: cheater is like a knobby but it has the trial compound yep. right real like a gummy yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah the yep. 505 is a little more trials but yeah yep. that series and
1: that makes me think about the race at Blue Mountain well, that was another NUC I liked yeah. I
2: liked that one too
1: that was that place was gnarly dude. that was ski resort right gnarly they, we were su- somebody was supposed to race that uh, D6 was supposed to race there this year but then got
2: something two. happened yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hear stories about any or D6's yeah <laughs> There's a lot of stories. We're just gonna <laughs> so rich. Um, None of my business. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. But I, Blue Mountain was fun, dude. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, that was like two pages coming the down lot.
2: the like the downhill course for the mountain, mountain bikes, the,
1: bikes under the with under the big the, under the and gondolas. And shit? And and that you was got yeah. the guys awesome. above you on the ski slope yeah. or on the yep. What are those things called?
0: Gondola or oh, ski lift? The, the, whatever the you the lift call them. that. People and yep. you're looking.
1: You're looking up. They're looking down. Yep. It was it was very unique, and yeah. I'm like, man, this is and, awesome.
0: Spectator back then, paved the parking lot. It was yeah. nice. There was no mud. Like, yep. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember to start. Where was this? Oh, right. it was
2: it on the it hill. It was on the hill.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it, it kind of sucked because yeah. it was like yeah. a ten That's degree right. to the right, and That's then right. you're facing and you're starting up the hill, and then you had to turn left. So like the whole time you're fighting not to fall over to your right, but yep. needing to turn left. How
2: cool is that? That the, the owners of that facility let dirt bikes come there and you know what i mean pretty much
0: trash all their grass and,
2: you know what i mean like uh, and i'm sort of the neoc probably went back and planted and whatever and did, you know because they were good about that look at yeah.
0: i mean gncc same thing yeah. the morse yeah. morse preserve that we were just at that entire property is absolutely amazing they didn't have and, a
1: bike off that thing the last bike came through no longer 15 minutes later
0: there's a dozer yeah really immediately really but the and Last year when we were there, they did run us through the parking lot and, and through the grass, and that was rudy. And I'm sure they got some – some. I think there's a reason why they didn't do it this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, I mean, even the rest of the property that, that we just ruin with hundreds of th- – like not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of bikes and quads and stuff, it's amazing that we have the races we do. Yeah. Because land's not getting any easier to find. Definitely and not. people are getting more sue-happy every day. Yeah. And that's when it's hard to – you know, critique these series, ECA D sixes. It's like, well, they're still putting on races.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of issues. A lot of people don't read, account for. Have for no sure.
0: idea. Tree yeah. frogs and snake studies and <laughs> Joe Schmo's <laughs> snake neighbor. Yeah. And
2: how, how many snakes you seen in them traps? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell you what, did <laughs> Here you we see go. the? Did you see the? Uh, <laughs> Juicy? <laughs> no, did you see the snake they we they found at the GNCC?
2: I seen pictures of something. Yeah, what was it? I seen. I, it was a rattlesnake.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. And they went back and got it, and I seen it on the bed of a truck. That thing was hanging off the bed on both sides. Did you hear yeah. what they did? I with don't it? do snakes. Yeah, they ate it. Get out! They yeah. the. So I guess it was. Uh, Ricky found it. There are some hillbillies. Ricky found <laughs> it, and they like Russell? put a picture of it, and then it got back, and one of the guys. From Ampro? It's somebody's dad. Some real redneck folk went yep. and caught it and killed it and ate it that night, grilled it up. Ugh. I don't do snakes, and I would God. definitely not eat one either. No. Well, hey, if they wouldn't have went back and got it, I don't know if I would have raced. Could you imagine? Could you imagine falling in a corner and like looking and just seeing that? I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. <laughs> lose my mind. There's, and that's a shitty way to die.
2: Dude. You go. You've been to Rattlesnake National Enduro. Why do you think they call it that? Did you hear
0: my? Have you heard my story from Mountaineer? No. Here we no. go. Have Here you heard go. the story no, from I, Mountaineer? No, I'm not, and I want to. So <laughs> after, after this, I, we're getting into Rich Lafferty racing. But so at Mountaineer, again, my first time, I'm going up these hills and these mountains, and i the whole time I'm thanking Justin Lafferty, and my bike is not happy. Come around, scoring last lap. Chopper gives me a bottle, and I'm like, hey, listen. If you don't see me in 40 minutes, I'm fine. This thing's not. And I went to go start it, and it's backfired. I could hear him laughing. So I get going, and I'm cruising. At this point, I'm in the top five. I'm pumped, having a good time. I'm out of all the nonsense now, picking good lines. And, man, my bike's getting worse and worse. At the five-mile mark, it dies. I get it started back up, going, going. I cross this real nasty creek right at six mile, and I come up on the top of the hill, and she dies. And there's no stopping it. And I'm not on the top of the hill. I'm like halfway up on yep. like a, cu- a bench cut. So I'm halfway si- through the lap. Kind of. I'm more than halfway. It was like a nine mile, ten mile lap, and I was past six. Gotcha. So four miles to the finish, and it died. So whatever. I was still pumped. I still ended up. I think I was. I was fifth when it happened. I finished up in the top ten. Whatever. So I'm sitting there, and I cheer for all my friends jared bolton comes up you good yeah bike died okay i'll send lollipop for you oh and i'm like (laughs) lollipop okay that's the dude's nickname okay better so my man's right i hear this utility quad coming this guy probably would have won the utility class in the morning on saturday (laughs) ripping he's like are you whatever number i was and i like look at my helmet i'm like yep he goes all right give me a second i'm gonna figure this one out Man's like, man, if we go this way, it's gonna be long. I can't take you back this way. He looks up and he goes, "I'll be right back." Turns and goes straight up this mountain. And it's not like it's straight up a mountain. It's not crazy, crazy, but yeah. So he climbs up it. He's like, comes back down. He's like, "Listen, there's a road right up there." He was like, "I'll hook onto your bike. Just walk next to it." He goes, "I'll pull the bike up. You keep it steady." Yep. We'll get up there. I'll get you on. I'm like, "All right." So we like get all situated. We start going. We get about halfway up, and he stops.
1: I got a story after this. I, I must have this. found stops,
0: it. He stops and shuts the quad off. And I'm like, he goes, Rail snake," And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and the next thing I know, all I hear is, Get the hell out of here! And he's he jumps off and grabs a stick, starts poking at it. He's like, "Come on, Mister Rattlesnake, got get out of the way! I got places to go." <laughs> and, this, and he's pushing his rattlesnake. Awesome. No, it's, it's not. So I'm funny. losing my mind. I would be dying. I'm laughing. like, I can't. If I drop the bike and run down the mountain, I'm gonna fall <laughs> and eat shit. I can't go up. The rattlesnake then tries to make a right hand turn toward, toward, towards me. He's like, "No, no, no, not that way, Mister Snake!" And he's pushing it. And we he, he like got it away. He's like, all right. He goes, yeah, by the way, there's a hole right here. Don't step in it because that's where it came from. Nest, and man. I'm like, oh, my God. But got me up and got me out. But, but
2: in because it, it's unique to, to places we see, right?
1: Like, <laughs> I'll have that story for the rest so, of my life. I must have found Lollipop. Uh, At the GNTC (laughs) because Coker, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the last GNTC we went to,
0: I want to know the story behind his nickname. Like, okay, so (laughs) Cody Gribbon was at the same race, same time. He had a bike problem, And he goes, Yeah, this guy pulled me out. And I was like, Was it Lollipop? He's like, Yeah, it was Lollipop.
1: (laughs) So we're just we went to the GNTC, Justin got done, he's packing it up. It's me, Shannon, Justin sitting in the back of the van. Packing, packing up or whatever and it's a camper going this way and I hear a quad coming at oh, me oh I was right there oh were you there <laughs> yeah, for that Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. and next thing I know <laughs> it's just chaos they're bike dude's pulling a bike back hauling ass Kay. next thing you know the bike's on the ground dragging like Dude was on the bike riding. He's ten foot behind it and he's and dude on the quad is still going. Right next to off. like an eighty thousand dollar camper. Ooh. Dude got out hot for a second. Freaking, he thought yeah. the bike hit it. It was hilarious. It was for the record for it wasn't me. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy's bike and him. Yeah. But for me it was hilarious. And that guy must be Lollipop as he was hauling out. Nah,
0: for the record, it wasn't Lollipop. Oh. I don't know who that guy was. He was moving the Have you ever seen how they tow them at GNCCs? Yeah. They hook it to the foot peg. Yep. Well, when we did it, he like hooked me on one side and we got to the top. He's like, it's all must have been, it was all right hand turns. He's like, so I'm going to put you on this side. He's like, just keep her snug, ride the brake. I'm like, okay. Well, that guy must not have been riding the brake because I think it snatched and it snatched the bike out from underneath of him. But. <laughs> Or he went left over the rope and yep. locked yeah. the front wheel up and, right. you know. Man, the, the thing, like you said, the things you see, the places yeah. we've been. I yep. think that was my favorite part of last year was that was the first year I did all the ECAs and I did all kinds of races last year. But, man, we did everything from e-biking to cliff jumps into the river to yep. mini golf to something every weekend. And
2: I, I remember, Um, I don't say I race Genesee's. I say I rode Genesee's because I, <laughs> I was never mentally strong back then, but. No, no regrets, but um, West Virginia, G-C, I keep wanting to say it was Fairmont, and I remember it had a water slot or something in it. but anyway, we've been there a couple times. Um, we always used to joke, it's where the men are men and the women are too, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of place, but it was a mutter. It was a full-on mutter. and I threw a chain, and when I threw the chain, sometimes this happens on a KTM, it wadded the, the uh, chain around the front sprocket. And so it's sucked up in the front sprocket between the, the swing arm. You can't get it out, dude. So I left him bike in the woods, walked back, whatever. And JR, I came to the truck and it's like, tell Mike. He's like, yeah, yeah i seen his bike. Okay. So I got to go back with JR and whatever and get it out. And it was gnarly getting it out of there because it was this full-on mutter. Right. You know, but it was, you know, it's a different respect for guys helping you out. You know,
1: um, what is, what is the, the biggest race or the one race that sticks out that you like, you always can remember and like it wow. you never will forget it
2: uh i mean as far as i did national doors probably for i don't know a span of maybe 10 years or whatever um <sighs> the opener was in kalinga california and i can always remember that place because it was a gnarly ass kicker.
1: the national der was in california
2: yeah yeah the opener was always california Arizona. a true national and it was back in the day timekeeping yes all that kind of stuff and this place was unique um because where you started out at the camp level i mean and you're in mountains like for instance i remember one year i don't know what it was we're sitting there and obviously i'm I'm there with mike and he's like dude he's like something about being dressed warm or whatever and i'm looking at him like with three eyes like what are you talking he's like dude it's nice here we're walking around short sleeve shirts and jeans. He says, "But there's snow on the mountain." I've <laughs> never been there. It's my first time, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you know." And dude, the next day it was a shit show. It like rained, and it was no lie. We left the starting line, and it was rain at the starting line. When you get up the mountain, because you're going up in elevation, the rain turns to snow, <laughs> and it's shit. Were you cold? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, dude, the middle of nowhere, like, okay, to give you kind of an idea, getting to the race, it was an hour on a dirt road, no exaggeration, Mm. in the middle of nowhere. Like, there was nothing around this place, Look at the middle of nowhere. Check crews, I remember, they would get, like, quads or uh, jeeps to get into the check crews, you know, the check crews into the woods. And it was not many trees. I mean, it's pretty much you can see the mountains and they had the, what they call manzanita bushes and whatever i always remember that place because it was gnarly and back then it was you know 120 miles full on it was a deal yeah and it they can, day. and people complain now about checkers ah uh, like they have and, no idea but
0: yeah not getting back on time and it being <laughs> yeah, too long today yep
2: yeah. but i remember that place and it just being cold and all about conditions conditions um and then i remember going to arizona and and that place was a shit show <laughs> i did not like that place at all it was all hard baked just uh deserty kind of stuff um the funnest place i think for me was either uh missouri missouri Mudders puts on one that was pretty badass and they still have that it's still nice uh, it's a, that's still the one that with they the waterfalls yeah. you've seen on yep. specta- spectating mm-hmm. and whatnot that place is pretty awesome
1: i talked to jack about that one yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: he's got my story for that yeah that place
2: yep that place is pretty awesome. I always liked that place. It was fun.
0: What do you think it is about the National Enduros that's allowed them to evolve and stay prevalent?
2: Um, we're so professional. People are just pulling in the driveway. And <laughs> it's shit.
0: okay. If it was anybody else, I might be upset. Got, but it's I, Tony, I mean, you, so you got so a fourth mic. Bad. We can throw him on real quick. <laughs> special guest on a special pod. I don't know. Tony, what do you feel? Do you know what a podcast is? It's do, not that old. Do you? You? do
1: you want to be a part of it?
0: podcast? What's a <laughs> So, what was your question again? What do you think it's been... What do you think down, the... What do you think has allowed National Enduro to continue to strive while evolving? Because they've clearly taken the steps to stay somewhat popular. There's not many other series that have have stayed as prevalent as they have. Well, um, number one, I think of Alan
2: Rant. I mean, Al was... I've always known Al because he was Mike's mechanic, obviously, an owner of Enduro Engineering. And... Before NEPG came about, you know, he'd always, you know, there was the National Enduros and one or two rounds he'd put on in his area and always be star controls or whatever. And that was like his brainchild. He wanted, I remember telling me that he, you know, this is how he wanted the series to be take it over and kind of do what he's doing. And <clears throat> if anybody knows Al, he's a businessman. You know, he, he's a very respected businessman. He knows what he's doing and he puts it out like um, the National Enduros are like a product. You know what I mean and you've got customers yeah so to. how do you how do you continue to have those customers come keep them happy and just keep them you know and bringing their friends and it keep growing and he's done that I mean and and it's not without problems
0: no even this year they had problems no. signing up for the first one and they managed to they do the best they can do to keep every like we talked yep. about earlier you're always gonna make somebody mad and, and I think they do do a good job of keeping everybody happy yeah I think uh, they handled that that issue pretty well. For as the, well as they could have.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any better scenario that they could have.
0: I mean, I think the people who What was the whole
2: thing? So if you were in a different timeline... Time yeah, if you were, so if there, there was a timing glitch.
1: It didn't register, so like we're Eastern Standard Time. Yep. And then if you're Central or whatever. They
0: said it started counting backwards. So it got to uh, zero, 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 and they went to log in. It wouldn't let them, and it was like one, two, three. 2, 3...
2: I remember because Dale, you guys remember Dale Hiles, who mm-hmm. grew up here. He lives in Tennessee now, and he got screwed, and he was not very happy. But and I knew because he lives in Tennessee now, right. so but I knew something. But um, I mean, again, I think it's just evolved because Al and I'm not just him, but he it was yeah. his brainchild, and now he has a lot of guys helping and him. And now look, that you look said what it that, is, man,
0: now that you said that, if you look at the series that are striving or are doing very well right now, they're all business. Minded, yeah. I mean, GNCC is run like a business yep. to the fullest extent of that. So,
2: you're putting in a product, even like I've been watching. Um, friends of mine have uh, been going to the U.S. sprints and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been looking at that because <laughs> next year I don't think I'm going to be going to all the Enduros like I have been, just something different, you know. And uh, a lot of my friends, Pat Emmons and Skin Dog, have been going taking their kids to that.
0: And they've said nothing but good and, things about yeah.
2: Him. And you, you see how they're doing the same thing? They're putting out a well, pot. They're se- bringing people in. And
0: that series kind of does a little bit of what we talked about, too. They do some hair scramble. They do some start control. They do some sprint, right? They kind of change it up.
2: I'm not sure. I thought it was all sprint, but I'm not sure. I think it. he's referring to, like,
1: U.S. Sprint or full gas is what he's is what yeah, talking yeah. about. Whatever US series
0: sprint. that. Schlag That. um Billy Schlag Hat. No, I'm forgetting your name.
1: J-Hoop. Who? What? He don't know either.
0: I do. I forget his name. Gripper, Grippin'. Yeah, whatever they ran last year. Okay. It did they had it was like a little bit of everything. Like every round yep. was like a little bit different. Like, see, I think
2: there's a co sanctioning maybe I'm saying this wrong, but like Trail Pros is Schlag and they have like a smaller series. Okay. Maybe that's and he what also it is. promotes US sprint. So I think there's US Sprint, and I think Schlag has trail pros who does what you're saying. Right. There's a sprint. There's a hair scramble. And there's I, a cross country. And that country. might
0: make sense that the sprint, the US Sprint Enduros were the part of. Yeah. That. Yeah.
1: I like the idea of full guys giving out the the championship bonus.
0: That's cool too. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. You. That?
1: Te- so you were, tell me that again. That was pretty wild. What you're so, telling me- It's
0: like an eight thousand dollar bonus if you win mm-hmm. if
1: you do every or if you win your champion win the championship and, like, do all the rounds, you yep. get an extra certain amount of money to, like on top get, of what you won per
0: race. You'll get your win at the race, and then you get a championship payout. I'll,
1: I'll send you a link um, in OTP's podcast with Stu. Stu breaks it down to, like, the minute per minute he rides a bike where he makes the most money. You can he can bri- buy like, a brand new boat. He'd, he boat. wants an airboat. Air he's, he's an airboat. Air <laughs> yeah. But he breaks <laughs> it down so that media. he <laughs> makes more money to go to the full gas. And then if he wins the championship and gets that extra money, like the amount of money he makes per hour on a bike compared to if he races one out of Gene CC. And then, like, okay, he broke it down. Okay, this is how much hours, how much money I make an hour, but this is how many miles I have to ride in that hours. And then, like, what's, okay, it's safest to go do this race at this hour with this mileage.
0: And I think we talked about it, too. When he went, I'm pretty sure it was you that we talked about, he broke down the hauler and the his mechanic and all that stuff. I mean, another guy who is clearly business minded and understands that and having a successful career. I think, yeah, I think we kind of spelled that out today. This
2: is it's different, but the same. Um, okay. So on another podcast, can I, can yeah, I we can talk it about was everything. whiskey throttle. I was listening, which I like, I was listening to Alessi, lessie. Um, and he was talking about race wins supercross to win a supercross. His bonus was a hundred grand to win a supercross so i'm telling my wife and i and we're watching supercross and stuff she's like oh my god and i'm like yeah but then i'm thinking to the off-road guys like Gene see in my opinion those guys don't have the tv exposure that a supercross does but they're no different absolutely not and i think they deserve that and what 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 would be the answer and me just talking about it ain't gonna make nothing happen what well, i think it's, it's, it's just in interesting the, the
1: fact that supercross you can go to a supercross race sit in a seat and you got beer, food, and the whole track to watch. To watch. The whole day. Absolutely. If you go to a GNCC, you got to walk 10 miles to get food. Yep. You got to walk and go use a, a shitty porter, porter pot. pop <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you can, unless the you're willing food. to walk 10 miles, and, you're, you're only going to see one part of the track well, all and day. The,
0: and the one thing I noticed at the last few GNCCs that I've been to, there's some that are better than others, but even at this race, there's not that much trackage that you can actually get to.
2: Yeah. Like you, really, need, a, you need an e bike. <laughs> but not even that. Like we had an e bike and
0: I still couldn't keep up. Realistically <laughs> the only parts of the track that like butted up to like the parking or any of that was from like eleven to one and a half. Yeah. So there was only like two miles or so that were like accessible. Everything else was like even with an e bike it's not practical. Yeah. I mean my e bike's pretty great so I was seeing all kinds of the track, but Yeah. I, it's just,
2: it was just interesting to me, and I'm like, man, yeah. because of what you're saying, Brad, exactly. The TV and coverage, you sit on your couch, watch the whole damn thing, and, and it's more anything,
0: exposure. The GNCC coverage this year has stepped up tremendously. i think I watched G- that all the time. I think it's awesome. I the think the GNCC is G- coverage is better than Supercross yeah. Live's I didn't, if if I
1: didn't
2: you get the watch last shut night, the but they said Because it, all the dudes do was sit on there and bitch, but I think it's pretty good.
0: Well, <laughs> I watched <laughs> it on yeah, you, know, you know what they should do? They should be real, man. They should sit in a garage and record it and put it on the internet. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I watched it look, like Supercross Live last night. The whole two fifty main. There was no I couldn't hear it. Well, I was gonna ask yeah. you, dude, did your sound
2: yeah. get screwed that up everybody's. I watched it last night. That too. That was
0: the best broadcast of the year. I don't know what you're talking I, and about.
2: I sat there on the couch and she, and she's like, Is the sound turning? I'm like, No, I think something's wrong <laughs> with so the broadcast. I'm like, but it to be honest, it's perfectly fine with yeah. me. I'm good. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, man, why do I And hear they it? so they
2: pan to this guy and you know what's going on because they pan to this guy, you know, like, okay, but I know what's going on.
1: What if what if it was Justin's sister watching? Do you think she was she would be able to be interested in no. that? No, because she didn't,
2: wouldn't know what's going on.
1: But just a person. I didn't yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that knows dirt bikes, that's yep. been around them, hey, but uh, doesn't know the people that are racing, could a person like that focus on the race without hearing somebody explain I, to them what's going on? I, yeah. I
0: love dirt bikes, clearly. I'm obsessed with them. I haven't even really been watching Supercross that much this year. I'll listen to podcasts every day on my phone. I'll watch review shows and stuff like that. But man, sometimes the I fast forward to it to the mains yeah. of each one. <laughs> so even I don't think Supercross is the answer. Like going yeah. back and
2: comparing it to GNCC. Yeah. And, and dude, and that was a hundred grand for a race win back when Alessi was doing Supercross. What is it now? But now
0: I don't think it's that much more That's now. Crazy. I don't think it is. Look at look at. Um, Rocky. Well, I don't even know what the team is now. They're not. They disappeared uh, in two races. Oh yeah, Rocky Mountain. Like the money's not there, and like right now, all these companies they don't need to advertise. They can't even they can't even get the product in to sell. Yeah. So I, I think it's tough. I think trying to find the the niche to that can bring the money into the sport, I think, is the hard part. And just Outs- and, outside, outside. Yeah, yeah. Because the industry can't support. Anything but then bigger. again,
2: so how do you go? propose to that outside sponsor what they're actually getting for their buck you know what exposure right it's not much tv coverage there's racer racer tv which is great nothing against that you know what i mean like how do you how do you appeal to that person
0: and i think that's i think that's what t shep is really trying to point out like hey like i can give you exposure here here and here and hey even us if we can get to some of the and i had cole whitmer reached out to me this week really shot me a message and was just like yo dude like Call the podcast. Like, appreciate you talking about us and the amateurs. Like, thank you. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude! Like, next yeah. race, I'll and, gladly. And talk you to know, you. It, that's what um I think what you guys are doing is
2: cool, and, and I'm all about it. And I listened to your podcast at work the other day, and I was pumped when you did that. And I didn't even think of that. You went through all the classes. It wasn't just about the pros or ex. Yeah. It was all these guys giving a shout out to this, and because there were some people, I didn't even. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And how and they progressed, and, and it's whatnot. tough so to it's do when you're not
0: there. And it's tough to do when you don't know the people. Thankfully, we have guys like, I have Ryder, and I have Neil, and Thorne, and like the girls, and they're people I've watched grow up racing. Yep. So when you have somebody there, then you can say, oh, well, I know how fast they are, and Cole's right behind Neil. Like, he's got to be moving. Yeah. So- I mean,
2: and I- in listening to it, I didn't realize how serious Carly actually was. <laughs> That's a bust on Carly. I, <laughs> and she's going to be pissed that I said that.
0: No, but I think... <laughs> you know what I mean? Because
2: listening to her, I was like, you know what? Because I think she has a lot of potential. She really does. She does. I think she just got to believe in herself. And I was thinking, yeah, she can ride 250. I mean, what's the problem? Just do it. And
0: like I said... And I she's had, come a long way, dude. I had a lot of background on that because me and Chopper were talking about it a lot at these races. And she's coming to me. And I'm trying to you know, not bridge the gap but like i'm telling Carly, like listen like if you do this like you can't say i don't like it like you there's no going back you, right like you got to make it work she, so if you don't like it 10 grand. if you don't like it you you don't say a word like you, you either quit or learn to like it yeah <laughs> and i think i think she's starting to get it um i'm going to draw a blank now the taylor's girlfriend who does the Allie. Ali does W X C G N C C She has a whole women's XCW page okay. dedicated to them. It's on Instagram. And the girls are Facebook. hauling ass, too. Well, and like this past after this For past sure. race, she threw Carly up on there. And as soon as I seen it, I texted her and like like little stuff like that. If Carly could get a couple more things like that and really get her yeah. confidence up, she's there. Overall, she's killing it. And I don't people don't realize that. Like, even those girls that start five lines back, the top three or four of them kill it. I mean, Carly was fit in top fifty overall. Yep and with the, i can remember the, doing one-on-ones
2: with carly when she was on a little bike and just to see where she's progressed to it's pretty cool hey is she gone cool.
0: she's every day yeah working out yep, bike stuff cool. yeah so it's awesome yep. and it's cool to see it pay off because i've seen so many people who do do it and do try and just it never works out i mean you've probably seen 10 times as many people as i have but through neoc and eca i mean I've watched some fast kids dude, who the, had potential.
2: The Edmonds were, I remember I them around NEOCs, Yeah. And great family. Look, there's three of them, right? Mm-hmm. There's Drew. Neil, Gary, and Drew. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the parents. Yep. And uh, her, his mom always has really good coffee too, by the way. Um, I remember them around yeah, So Their family helped out and they were racing, whatever. I've done, I done a couple classes, I think, with just those three. And now I look at them and I'm like, dude, they're riding good. And Neil
0: and Drew. All of them.
2: I don't Gary, think Gary I don't think Gary's as serious Gary, as Neil Gary, Gary reached kind of out a little to me bit.
1: he reached out to me he was having some health issues and he's looking forward to getting back on a bike and he's just life has caught up to him but he said like yeah, listen it like I want to be happens. back and I said I'm waiting he's I'm ready to line up you for you again what I remember so
0: but and Neil I mean he is grinding it out and very smooth watching him ride too I, i've said it a couple times it looks like he's riding at 85 percent. yeah
1: did you see a u.s sprint repost uh, a the video like, i think
0: he's finally starting to get a little bit of traction but when i talk to him he's just like listen like i i did what everybody told me to do i buckled down i did the the florida i i rode i got consistent i got good i got good finishes he's like i got nobody and he was super, super thankful for Craig at SRT and Blood Lubricants is helping him out. But I mean, other than that, he's he's yeah. just grinding. I mean, they got the camper. The camper's filled. Coffee, the camper's filled with tires. <laughs> I mean, they're like they're, they're roughing awesome. it. It's, it's not awesome. like these kids are out and there and think se- of this. super season. So stuff. this is the way I look at
2: it. If they didn't have any OC, people can say what they want. Those kids bridged that gap. Like that's what got them involved. And look where they are now
0: i mean that's awesome to me Uh, you have at camp coker alone you had xc2 winner yep you had he grew up on neoc fourth place overall neoc craig Yep. yep you had guy running for top amateur with neil yep and like b class uh ryan ranger both of them they grew up in it it's And I I talked about it at Camp Camp Coker with a couple people. I think in the next five to ten years, you're going to see more New York and Connecticut people between Netra's and J-Day's. They're the series that seem to be kind of stepping their stuff up big time. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more out of them. See, and
2: (laughs) I'm looking at Tony. Um I'm going back to Endora's here, like what I said earlier. He
1: wasn't here to hear me say this, but if you have anything to say, Tony, I will give you (laughs) this mic, okay?
2: (laughs) I look at the local series. The way I was brought up is the local series is your dress rehearsal to advance to that, to go to that, no matter what your skill level is. You know what I'm saying? So, ECA... If they went to that star control format that I said, that it would make it easier for that kid at Enmin or whoever to transition to a national enduro. For those guys, when they go with national enduro, they're trying to figure out that format because they never did it.
0: Well, and that's what I was kind of getting at when I was asking you about what do you think, what do you think propelled them? Because you have this national series that runs are the only real national series we have in off road right now, outside of motocross, and we have you know local series that are still sticking to stuff that we did in the 80s and again i don't i think there's a place for it yeah you know what i mean hey maybe we i know
2: setra setra is all star controls and i think they've been that way for a couple years and
0: i think there's a reason they had to because of the numbers and i think there's a reason why uh, i think that's a major reason why nepg does so well
2: yeah and then you have old guys getting top three overall so
1: (laughs) me Talk about you me. No, Good. I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but
2: okay. I'd still be, it'd still be a, a challenge for me. But what I'm saying is there needs more new blood. And that's no but, disrespect to the current competitors, Sean, Mako, any of those dudes. Whatever. What I'm saying is it needs a, a you know, why not more of more Jason Tino's, more Hunter Bush's, more Justin Lafferty, right? Ry- you know, whoever. Riders moved on. But you know what I'm saying? More of that local tank. talent. Hey, maybe having a enduro star control format that they can practice stress well, rehearsal for a national enduro. Right. If
0: we if we were doing a series <clears throat> what it that was more like the nationals, maybe that would yeah. bring guys like Ryder back to want to do well, more of he, he would probably hit one on off weekend, possibly. Right. Yes, exactly. like, what's in, in and a that program would be a like his... On his mind if it's a timekeeping event. If it, <laughs> uh, are you going to get a, a stew Baylor or any of these big guys to yeah. a timekeeping event? You're not. Yeah. And I get it. That, if that's not the goal, that's one thing. But yeah. if you're trying to grow the series like ECA keeps talking about and keep it alive... And, and
2: the, the bummer is this is just my opinion and it'll probably go no further than, you know putting it here out out there here but i don't see it ever going that way just because i know too
0: many people involved
2: and it's no disrespect to them because they're all good friends of mine but
0: this is my opinion i hope it succeeds i hope it gets better yeah i don't want to lose another prove prove us wrong i don't want to lose another series around here we need every race we can get i don't like driving and i I think 15 hours of gncc's yeah
2: I think there's too many of them. I think the endorsers, it's, it's too, so, too many.
0: It's overwhelming. It's a lot. you If Pine Hill wouldn't have got canceled, it would have been what, four weeks in a row? Yeah. Like, and good know. lord, the sand whoops. I, I would if
1: I was a millionaire I'd pay I'd buy forests just I so I'd have to school, ride St. I had a
2: guy yesterday at his school and he's like dude Pine Hill was my first Enduro this year I'm like really he's like what'd you think I said what'd
0: you think and he's like
2: uh are they all like that I'm like nope and he's like good he's like I'll go that's, to the next
0: one now. that's like they're begging me to go I'm like they're like I'm like which one is it they're like it's a full. Home I'm workout. like nope nope not doing it I'm not riding whoops yep. no I don't so for anybody don't
2: know like the jersey the jersey rounds the indoor series there's two clubs what Greenbrier and beehive that have access to private land most of the other ones are state forest in the state forest you have to run they they only let you run on fire cuts or dirt roads and usually the fire cuts are straight as an arrow but they're whooped out just whooped out so it's a
0: full-on workout pretty much i think rich didn't do it but i'm gonna do it we're gonna put in quotation marks access to private land and i'm just gonna leave it at that (laughs) yeah there's too many apps out there these days
2: are we are we supposed to be over here oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we're you're allowed to be anywhere you want until you get caught that's all
2: but that's another funny story okay about kalinga one of my favorite races right so this is kind of cool uh, growing up in jersey when you th- when you're growing up in jersey on a dirt bike when you think of a forest ranger you think of a dude that you don't want to see when you're on your dirt bike correct <laughs> absolutely yeah, right 100%. okay i don't want to see him any okay hun- nothing so i went to Kalinka, i don't know five six times whatever right and it's all state land which you can have a- they have access to all of it right so here comes the local forest ranger i think what was his name i keep wanting to say murphy william william was his name and he rolls up and i'm like dude i don't want to see you know like mike's like it's cool it's cool it's different i'm like what like he took us riding in full like gear and he had a ktm you know <laughs> far stranger, dude out there it's different he took us riding on some of the bitchin most coolest trails ever but how different is that you know in relation to what you think of a far stranger living in jersey
1: versus in california right you know that but that's still kind of surprising like california because <laughs> they're pretty strict out there you know what i mean this on was mission yes and and this stuff. was like
2: 10 15 years ago
1: like i feel like we're here is what california is like now i've never been to california i've never ridden there yep. now
0: yeah but at right. least like california i don't know i it's getting cracked down on in the last few years but i mean they have area like you said that you can go ride like the dunes and stuff like that Yeah, it was, and,
2: this was a basically an orv park where, where the indoor was right and yep
0: yeah, it's a shame that it's a shame that there isn't more of that yeah
2: um how successful would an orv park be in jersey
0: I don't know. I think it depends on how it's ran. Look at Field of Dreams right now. Yeah, they're killing it. They, if you're not familiar, Field the of Dreams owners in New Jersey. The new owners are track, incredible. By the way, I mean the track. Every week they're making changes. Every week I watched their live from yesterday. I watched it today and the dirt looks awesome well, and the owner lexi she's going around and she's like hey like take a site lap today we changed this we added this you guys didn't like this so we did this this is different like and i'm like you made more changes in two weeks than you have in 10 years of that being there well it's so, not them because the owners have switched that's what i'm saying right like lexi and chris have made more changes in the past where are they here. from are They from around here philly Jersey? they're from philly
2: just uh moto background or?
0: kind of they just and i don't think it's like a big moto background from what i've understood just parents who are somewhat successful in business and they wanted a place where they could take their kids and go ride yeah and it's
2: good for this area definitely needed it yeah sure. and,
0: and it's you drive every time i drive by there and they're open they're packed yesterday i went by there twice and they were loaded and there wasn't dust in the middle of like they're doing a good job and I heard through the grapevine. I don't know how true it is that they're they're going to try to acquire some of the more the woods around there. Yeah, there's another like 400 acres there that I think you could probably scoop up. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you get another 400 acres of woods there, you could do a decent air scramble. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they put together out there aren't great, but again, it's something. I think a, a sprint and ander style would be best. Uh, <laughs> Can you that
1: could stop. Be b- probably work. Yeah. Brad's giving out all my ideas yeah, on the podcast. That could probably works. I mean, you, promote you could, you could, uh, sure. I'll put it out there. We'll put it right on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> we don't, don't have any right listeners, now, but you, BB promotions, you <laughs> could,
0: you could do a sprint door there right now. Yeah. It would be sick. Yeah. Do the cross test in and out of like, try to take some of the jumps out of it. So it's open, more friendly to all riders, but yeah. I was riding
1: the turn track out there with Justin Harris and me and Justin what that dude is for sure washed up <laughs> <and>
0: <laughs> I can't wait till I get that text <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only giving him shit because he gives me shit every time dude that's what he, he's good that's, at giving that's, Justin. that's no, he's that's, so funny he's if you don't to take better, him he's dude, way better at giving than he is taking what the
2: hell's wrong with that dude I'm like nothing dude he's, he's just he's that unique. way he's just bullshit there's a dude. lot wrong with that motherfucker <laughs> but that's how you learn too i mean i remember going to bailey's years ago and and the first time overcoming that jumping fear i don't think i ever overcame it but it was okay dude follow me i'm in third gear and same speed just got you know same gap and just you know off of it and the big and then aside from that is learning yourself i remember how bailey was taught you just kind of like cruising off a jump and getting used to how your bike reacts in the air You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be. I'm
0: I'm a killer boner
2: air dude. You know what I mean? I could do that all day long.
0: I, my, (laughs) my plans got changed since, but my, my goal for this year, starting at the end of the season was to ride more moto and get more comfortable with it. So I went out and I was riding field of dreams and I was on the vet track and they have like one, like not serious, but double like actual double. And I hit it and I like hit the brake in the air and the front end came down and I was like, this is so cool. Because you're figuring it out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just over and over, and you, f- you eventually figure it out.
0: Well, this is a perfect segue. I don't want to steal too much more of your time, but I do want to talk about Rich Lafferty Riding Schools, the RLR brand, what you've done with that. Talk about it. Take us through it a little uh, bit because it's, well, it's impressive.
2: Schools, for me, started in 01, which is crazy to think. That was, like, over 20 years, 20 ago. years ago. But um, then, you know, I was racing um, uh married to a rider's mother and rider was a little guy and it was helping me you know fun it was fun in my racing then you know it was a a friend of mine that brought it up like hey you know because i was helping him with stuff he's like why don't you do a school i'm like what do you mean like and i did it and i never would have thought it'd be where it is today and but it's totally different today what, what the way i look at it today i just look at it as helping somebody i don't look it's not for any you know financial gain um I just like helping people, and it's a way, what I think of is to give back to uh, a sport that gave me so much, where I met so many cool people, went to so many cool places, whatever, and it's a way for me to give back and help some dude enjoy it, just like I did. Um, but, uh, you know, and for a while there, I was, what, doing one-on-ones and, and uh, group classes and whatever, and it kind of blew up. And, and I'm not a big fan of social media at all, but as far as a business standpoint, for that- what- Social media is what helped my schools for sure. You do a very good
0: job with it for yeah. somebody who doesn't like it. So. I, I think I think it's stupid, but but <laughs> but hey, I agree because even with this, sound, I mean,
1: you're, you're sounding like your father a little I know. bit. <laughs> well,
0: I sound like an old dude, man. But even with but, this but, yeah. little stupid <laughs> podcast, it's like, man, like whenever like we put an episode up, like for it to get any traction at all, like people have to see it. Social so, media. Yep. It's like five and that's what I'm different saying. Like posts. business, it takes it takes me half an hour to put out all the posts, and yep. and then I look back this week and I like the one post. I don't pre-read too much before I post it, but I was in such a hurry just to get the stuff out. I went back and read it I'm like that didn't even make sense. Like I seen you repost that. Yeah, I edited it because I like went back and looked at it. I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. So, but for but
2: for social media, I mean, uh, our my school's the social media is definitely what's helped it. I mean, for I still have a pretty huge following now after doing it for so long as far as my email list and I have a lot of return people who come back and get a refresher or hey we worked on this last time can we do this and, and get something out of it and and cuz I always gauge it towards towards the person. You know, I try and I, I limit to either 4 4 to 8 people nowadays it's a group thing and I always spend try and spend um, quality time, not quality time, but a little bit of time on each person's individual goal for the day we always you know i always started out like what's your goal for today what do you want to get out of it give them some feedback and then I always remember that in the back of my mind so they get something out of it because i'd rather have eight people come here have a good time and go tell either buddies than have 20 people and nobody get anything out of it right you know um and uh I think I've grown to, because it's just repetitive, I know by looking and learning from Bailey, who helped me, just learning how to look at certain things on a guy, what they're doing, and understand that because the way I do things on a motorcycle doesn't always transfer to another person. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize these days. There's certain people, if it works for them, this is what you got to do. You got to set your bike up like this. That's not... True, dude. Everybody rides different. There's I mean if you look back in the day at Scott Summers, he had twenty-eight-inch handlebars riding an XR 600 dude. And a lot of kids probably listeners don't know who that guy is. <laughs> but not-
0: yeah i barely do yeah
1: but (laughs) But you know what i mean i I don't i'm sorry
2: (laughs) okay so there you go but everybody rides differently you have to find what helps that person to be a better rider i think at a certain you know when you get to a pro level or whatever and i've helped help guys like that i've worked with the longs i had both them come here for um privates themselves when they were both riding huskies um i wouldn't say I, i i say i helped guide them i wouldn't say i gave them you know the keys to the kingdom because hell it's it's figuring it out you're just trying to figure it out and little things that all make a difference
0: i think somebody who's brought a lot of light to the whole aspect of training on dirt bikes is the Degens. whether you love them or you hate them brian seems to have a pretty good path laid out for for hayden to take and one of the keys to their success so far has been multiple people Mm. And like he says, I've noticed you know, that like yeah. this one might be able to pick up on one little thing about turning. This one might be able to pick up a on one little thing about throttle control. Like, and just the freshness of it all. And it just, I've talked, I've thought about coming to you for a hundred times. And you to me, I've it. dreaded but, it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame <laughs> you. With but, and you know, we've wrote enough to, yeah. you always give me, you know, just yep. a snippet of, Hey, try this or do, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I think one of the things that I have picked up from you and the videos, you doing the videos is something I want to talk about. It's changed the way that I look at motorcycles. How so? I've spent so much time in my life watching people ride that I had this like, I don't want to say bank of knowledge, but I've had all of these experiences of watching people ride. It's all I've done my whole life. When I get on a bike, I have no idea what to do. You're not used to... Feeling it so you can see it, but you can't feel it in and yourself. One thing that's come out of me riding dirt bikes is I can see other people now. Like I can see how bikes work. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody's going down a straightaway, they'll be like, "Oh no, my forks—they're terrible." I'm like, "It's not your forks; it's in your shock." Like your shocks upsetting the whole bike, and they'll they'll like make a shock change, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I've did it with little Zach a couple times. He'll be like, "Ah, I don't like this." I'm like, "Okay, I'll watch him for a couple laps." I'm like, "Okay, try this." And I'll be like, okay, that was a little bit better. You know what I mean? Just doing that, I can see it. I can't do it for myself. Last year when I had suspension problems, I went to Brad, and I was like, this is what it's doing. What do I need to do? And he was like, do this. And, when, you he, know. He got lighter, and, it, and he got faster, and
1: then wondered why <laughs> things felt harsh. I, I said, well, go a little stiffer, and yeah, it won't feel as so sure. And we're have, all, we've all fell into that trap.
0: But, I mean, I don't, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, I, what experience I do have in racing is all visual yes so i can't transfer to feel like i i don't i I don't feel it
2: and and what you're saying is totally on base of another thing i've learned is everybody learns differently i could have four dudes tell them all the same thing (laughs) talk to whatever demonstrate the whole thing everybody learns differently some people it's visual you know and one of the things i learned from bailey was and he told me about this years ago with david was they'd video his competition he'd always video his competition you know what are they doing and then video him because a lot of times if you video you ever seen a video of yourself you're like man i'm going really slow every yes. time yes yes
0: <laughs> yeah. i have it a lot way yeah. you get older dude yeah
2: but like not I only can't that get much slower but you think or say say like your your body positioning on the bike or whatever not you know um you think you're doing something and you see a video of yourself and you're like shit i'm not doing that at all and that's that's the feedback a lot of times to help a guy and then it keeps progressing i remember he would take still photos and i'm like dude still photos and he's like yeah i'm like well what are you gonna get out of a photo it's not a video he's like you want the photo to look like you're hauling ass and i'm like yeah he's like well how's that photo like it looks like i'm going dog slow he's like well there you go you know and it was just And then video on top of it as well so we
0: learned a lot by my problem is whenever i see a camera i do what i'm supposed to and then the camera goes away (laughs) and it's like at the gncc every time i cross if you went to camp koker every time i cross the bridge at 11 mile marker 11 it was like okay elbows up breathe <laughs> wait outside peg rails like and then i get back into the woods i'm like okay i can relax now nobody's
2: watching i'm laughing because i brought his name up earlier but kb always yeah. taught me he's like dude whenever you see cameras
0: you gotta show off
2: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> you get around the corner and your tongues and your spokes and you're out of breath but yeah you always gotta look good for the camera and, or the spectators
0: and i really enjoyed uh, the videos you did with justin lately yeah the sandwich video that was fantastic just
2: the voiceover is kind of cool right it's fantastic
0: yeah just being able to like break it down and be able to visually see it as you're talking about it i really liked it. i mean i always liked your videos i remember when i was riding when i was riding the 150f around all the time i I'd remember be like, those I days gotta, gotta i gotta do those this days. rich said do this try this <laughs> do you remember
1: the one time when i was a little little shithead i don't
2: remember you at all i swear.
1: I one time commented like hell on a post, like being a little shithead. I'm sorry, rich. I'm sorry. Like he's like, don't comment on my stuff. Don't (laughs) really (laughs) Like don't use foul language. I was probably
2: and you were like, I was a dick, probably.
0: There was a but you had reason. Like you don't want somebody like there was was a a, there was a point when I was younger. Yeah, that you could have come off as being rude, but I think a lot. (laughs) I think at that point you had had so much criticism in your life that you were just tired of everybody.
2: So so you ripped me and I ripped you right back.
1: Well, I said I don't know what it was, but it wasn't directed to you. But like it was just a phrase, and I used a cuss word of some sort in it. But I wasn't like too aggressive. And then you were like, you met, private messaged me and was like, yeah, don't do ever do that on my on like any of my stuff again. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, bed. Brad. I never knew this. So, You're
2: just right? telling me this story right now.
0: I've talked about it quite you've, a few times. You yeah. put, yeah, put me in my place a time or two, but never like. What is it? You've put me in my place a time or two, but I never have? like never like out Man, of like Now it's s-
2: coming out, dude.
0: Never like out of spite though. Like you <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. I deserve
2: it. I'm an ass. I was an asshole. I I was? really believe I was.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm using the word was. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. And And I, I mentioned it earlier. Like I said, the last few years your perspective of racing has has changed. The the fun that you put off is it's it's what dark bikes is about and i think that's another reason why your schools are growing good i think that's why the glove thing's taken off that seems to be yeah be and a that pretty was the thing. glove
2: thing yeah you talk about that a little bit i got to give uh, i don't know if you listen to this but fuzz was we we had talked about it years ago about you know going about something like that i don't remember exact conversation he told me how to go about it and whatever and and again like i said i was an asshole back then and also i was a, ver- a person who would not follow through on everything i'd start something and not finish it um but it was a goal of mine always to do it and just to see where it goes and now i have plans to keep it going for the future i'm not
1: going to tell you right now but um don't tell me because i might spill it on yeah the podcast.
2: you don't wear my gloves anyway hey, brad doesn't wear gloves I'm like my dad sorry
1: i'm but your long lost brother <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but it was kind of a goal of mine just something to do different to actually to be honest when i first started it was to break off from the schools a little bit because i was getting tired of schools but eh, i kind of rejuvenated the fun aspect of the schools and not trying to be doing them all the time and whatnot because it gets old well and
0: it's like a job last year you did you had to have done what 120 schools i'd
2: done i counted you were doing two a weekend covid
0: the year, because everybody yeah.
2: was, nobody was racing. I'd done like 32, there's 52 weekends in a year. I think I did like 32 schools. And it was because everybody wanted to go riding. And I, and I, and everybody's like, it was weird because at, at first, you know, the germs and everybody, you know, however you feel about that, whatever. I did become more of a germaphobe, but I was kind of real like, Put my feelers like okay, are people gonna want to come here? You know, like what's up? And am I gonna get harassed? Yeah, not? and yeah. then on top of that, like, dude, what are you doing? You can't be doing that. What about your? journey? I'm like, oh jeez, you know, like, and I just started putting feelers out there. Started just get, getting gone, and all of a sudden here you here you go. We just kept going after it, and it was fun because I think at that time everybody was sick of sitting home already, right? And wanting to get out on their dirt bike and do something because there was no racing, well, and no you, nothing.
0: There was no races here. Everybody was out riding all the time. I mean, ECA right? just... They say that bike sales is the yeah, best it's ever been. i talked to dealers, and they're like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, well, the prices show that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. My next bike's going to be... And it's never going to go back the other way. Never. <laughs> we're screwed. We're screwed. Let's be honest. Hey, who would have thought... I, yesterday, I sent. Uh, we were sitting in his kitchen eating breakfast, and I saw a Caleb Russell Edition 350 with, like, 20 hours on it, and the guy wants, like, 11.5, and we're like it has cone valves on it but we're like that's a that's a deal that's a deal like eleven thousand. dollars. it's so funny how you're
2: playing in exact, my next exact thought because of covid is the only reason i bought that factory edition because you know walk there cash here you go 11.5 and that was the
1: most i've ever paid for a dirt bike in my life what
0: was that's bike? probably you have probably bought
1: five new bikes for the price of that back in the day like can you remember one time what a price of a bike was back 20 years 30 years ago how
2: about you,
0: Tony? I'm thinking like five grand. I, when
1: when
2: right? yeah, yeah, twenty six hundred for a CR five hundred.
0: When I was getting into the sport, like fifteen or so years ago, like a two hundred KTM, you could find them new leftover. That was used to be the big thing leftover. Yep, for like fifty two hundred bucks, and that was a brand new bike, and it, that's not that far yeah. out, and it's yep. over double that. You now. know what
2: gets me is about that is like. With the e back to the e bike thing? Look, look at the price of them things, and you could buy a dirt bike for one. I'm like, yeah, Sammy, I'd rather much, buy a dirt bike.
1: How much was an e bike, buddy? Did I bring up a sore subject? I'm sorry, Sammy.
0: No, but
2: <laughs> I knew I found one for three grand, dude. They're the the hunters. The hunters use them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't say, care, dude. I will say on the, the, with the e bike thing, I have. But a, I want one. I have, I'll be honest. I have more fun on my e bike than I do my dirt bike. And I bet. I, I have a great time on my yeah. dirt bike, but. Those e bikes are cool, but yeah, I my e bike may or may not have been the exact same as my two fifty I just bought yeah. within within right. a couple hundred bucks.
2: Crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about that? And there's nothing to it. Nothing. I couldn't even walk up that thing and you were yep. right on up it. Yep. And everybody's got them. It's just growing and growing. So you have to have one.
0: It's a well, disadvantage if you don't. It, 100%. One, it's not even a disadvantage. It's if you want to go race competitively at one of these big events, don't show up without one. Yeah. Because you're already losing. Yep. Like Stu said, I mean, they're, they you move on an e-bike, but I mean, they're setting up their corners and they're seeing their lines and he's biking the track four or five times.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I heard that from DeLong was saying that. Couple of times,
0: which and I, it's and if if your competition is doing it, you're you gonna have to. to do it. And GNCC is never gonna get rid of it. They make just as much money on that as they do anything else because yeah. gear is all owned by the same people. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> I, I laugh because back in the day, when I when I was riding GNCCs, um, there was a period of time when you weren't allowed to. We would only walk the track or mountain bike the track, and you weren't allowed because guys were cutting the course and whatnot. And it was for a while there, it was stopped. You weren't allowed
0: to look at the course at all. I, I wish it would go back to that. I really do. It mm-hmm. would make it so much better. It'd be, it'd be an interesting race, wouldn't it? Well, and it'd be a disadvantage to me, especially at locals. Yeah. Because being able to ride the track at a local beforehand at the end of the season, I don't want to say it helped big time, but it's definitely a confidence booster of anything. Yeah.
2: It would help an indoor rider to show up at Shelpa GC because you got to read trail. First lap, you got to read the trail,
0: you know? And I think it's give or take, I think the e bike helps me read trail a little bit better just because i don't have it's the that years aspect. of experience so it, it's me getting one more visual look at it but yeah I, overall i think they're detrimental sometimes the when you're walking
2: i feel like you you over exaggerate shit
0: you know what i mean like yeah. when you're
2: looking at something and then you ride through and you're like that was nothing
0: Oh, i remember we always would always seem to work for like me and malcolm back in the day we would always walk the track backwards okay we would always do it, it we just seem to find more lines and stuff that way yep. and i notice it now like there's I'm I'm a lot better at picking Malcolm out lines. Malcolm does everything
2: backwards, so I can see.
0: <laughs> I'm just messing with Malcolm. Go ahead. Um but I've done that. I've done it too. Yeah, I've done but it. like at GNCCs, like I'm at GNCCs, it's like a different game. Like you know where the lines are going to come up. Yeah. but at locals, like they'll be like I'm like oh this is going to be the main line, and then like three laps in, we're sixty feet from that line. So all right, it's all weird. But yeah, yeah, the e bike thing is weird. It's yeah. interesting. It's not going to get any smaller. Yeah,
2: but um so back to schools i mean it's 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 crazy i don't know how long i'd keep on doing it um but i think the local series helps and you know because i go to a local race and, and i see people that i've worked with or whatever and they're progressing and or whatever and doing better and they'll come back with some feedback and then you know and hey this is my buddy you know he wants to come
1: or whatever, so it just keeps on going from there. It's just the, lo- the local, the local aspect, which is pretty cool. This year was the first year I've ever done one of these schools, been a part of the school. Thank you for letting me be a part of them and going. And I mentioned it before in my Instagram post, but them slow man drills <laughs> saved my ass. And then and then time coming up on check. time. I'm like, I'm sitting there, and the one check you were—I didn't know you were at it—but the truck was after. I was thinking it too. I'm, I'm standing there. I come up on that, and I'm like, "He's pick a spot. Look up. Look up. Breathe, and just slow. Just yep. stay balanced, stay slow." And I'm like, "Thank you, Rich. Right now, like, yep. good thing for you helping me learn that. <clears throat> well, I was able to do better at that race because of it, and not burn a check."
2: Yep. And and I gotta say, I'm not one to take credit for anything that I don't deserve but I stole that from Watsi watching his videos and stuff and Watsi would do slow and it and it does is what it does is it teaches a guy you know you mastering the controls use of the controls cuz a lot of you know I know some guys that are fast and don't know how to use all the controls properly in my well, opinion it seems
0: like it seems like I don't want to say most I noticed that too. There's like people are real fast. Oh, yeah, he doesn't use his back brake. Oh, they're real fast. Yeah, he don't use his front brake. when I don't oh, use a clutch.
2: When I started working with Craig, the first time we'd done a school, he's on a 250 um, four-stroke on a Husky. I mean, I did stuff when he, when he was younger on a little KX, but when he was older, had a ride already and was doing quite well. And GCs. he didn't use his front brake hardly at all. I'm like, what? Like, how? How can you go that fast and still carry corner speed and not hardly use your front brake? You know and that was a big thing obviously he's figured it out because he's come along you know he's coming on even more now but that was crazy to me you know and it's it's interesting what you learn from people you know and,
0: yeah everybody has a different technique and
2: yeah and that's why i say you got to be at, as helping someone you have to be flexible to understand different ways to approach it where just because it works for rich doesn't because i got
1: a unique old man riding style in my <laughs> opinion but it's not gonna work for that guy sure. you know you have a very unique throttle um the way you use the throttles very unique is it a good know, thing or <laughs> I, if you it works for you it don't work for me
2: but <laughs> i watched you today more today and i don't know if it's because you were getting tired but i i was saying the same thing about you in a sense of you were more throttle consistent which i was
1: proud of you for i don't know if that was just because you were getting tired or i just felt like because of the conditions were so slick if you're wide open you're spinning just you're spinning not stay consistent with it it would plant better and go straight or whatever i want to spin as much so last weekend where it was moist i could be more aggressive but where this weekend i couldn't yeah and i think that's what it was mostly
2: Did your suspension feel different today 100 percent. yeah what worked last weekend wasn't like and it's the track was the same it was just rough beat up piece of shit but i mean in the same beat up wise but it was drier it was so much the only
1: difference was today it was dry on top with a hard base yep last weekend it was yep still kind of hard but it was wet so it would tear up
0: easier yeah. and you could not be as hard it's, square edge it's crazy how like the subsoil we have farmer me coming out like, no no once I, you get down to that subsoil like if you have a little bit of subsoil, yeah. moisture in the subsoil it will tear up but the second it loses moisture it's yep done it, uh, i I'm laughing
2: because, like, I was talking to Skin Dog about it today in the woods. And it, like, the trees, whatever, if we're in the woods and it's pine trees, the dirt's different Mm -hmm. because of the ground coverage. Mm -hmm. It's got pine needles and the way it holds moisture and whatnot. Go out in the oaks, it's different dirt. It's it's different.
0: I remember at Greenbrier, so it was cold that day. Freezing, right? It was frozen. Oh, yeah, it's cold. At, <laughs> at 7 a.m. when I was pre-riding my section, it
2: was frozen. It was frozen. So, but the first test, because it was newer, most of it was new, mm-hmm. right? So, new stuff usually in pine needles and, and leaves will hold moisture. So the ground didn't feel as froze on a later number.
0: Do you know? Well, and go
2: right? go ahead. no, go ahead. no, no. Keep going. You're going to so, say the same thing. So. Getting through the first test, sitting there at the um, reset, and I'd like to help people. I'm like, all right, guys, so listen. Up here, I know from talking to my nephew that it's mostly existing trail. So existing trail, it's going to be froze and scummy, and it's we're going in DiCarlo, so it's scummy. You'll I never- said just check up and watch the apex because it's going to be slick. Got in there, frozen ground and slick.
0: And you'll never guess what section I was in. Where? That one. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Was sucked. It exactly. was horrible. And
2: it was it was tough. It, it was, was challenging. Yeah. but And it's, I think, bless you, because it's the different um, trail, different trees, different dirt, but also, I mean, then the other contrasting difference is existing trail to new stuff, mm-hmm. the way it holds the moisture. Like new stuff, you could let it eat. It wasn't froze. When you got into something that was existing, it was hard and it was froze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was sketchy
0: yep the other the other thing too with neutral when it has the leaves and the pine needles and the grass and that it's insulation yeah so that insulates the dirt where when it's just straight dirt there's nothing to keep any kind of temperature
2: and i I learned that from practicing training you know me and mike would go make something uh, if it was a shitty weekend in the winter you know we would always try and go make something new because it was good it ended up good, and the guys were like, "You wrote riding Sunday." I'm like, "Yeah, it was
1: awesome." Yeah, and you, and then all else was frozen. You do that a couple year a couple times this yeah. Winter that's my favorite part us. about riding right. Yeah, that's how I learned it. That it's day
0: like, we went out. That track we had was sweet.
2: Yeah, and the other guys were like, "How would you guys go riding?" It was
0: frozen. like. You, you just know. walk into the woods and say, "Okay, left here, right here, yeah. left here, yeah." <laughs> but and you have an eye for it, like I can't do that. I've tried a hundred times I can't do it I can put together old trail and make new trail and and piece stuff together but you can just walk into a piece of woods and put together a, a loop and every time it's fun I
2: think and it's funny I think I get that from my dad a little bit from just following him around and always look like you always think I remember him telling me at, when how you arrow something. You'd always, as you're stapling the arrow on the tree here, you're looking at the next tree that you're going to staple to. So I know sense how it flows.
0: You know what I mean? I wish more people would take that tip because oh, I've never heard that before, but don't that's even, really yeah, good. Yeah, do want
2: get me started with that? But yeah, we were talking the other day about ribbon. Like you can't put uh, ribbon at eye level because nobody's drives. looking, everybody's looking down at yeah. the front wheel. You know? How many times have you ran through ribbon? Not many. I don't you
0: go, don't, go you don't fast go enough. enough. yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, you, when you go that slow, you can make the corners with ease, you know? All right.
2: I'm going to bring up a subject. So uh, who I was talking to about this was Stevie Silvers, okay? A good friend of mine. And um, Manahawken, the 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 uh, – I'm pointing at Tony because of Scotty. The ditch jump <laughs> oh, that was ribboned off. Yes, Stevie yes. tore his rotator cuff. Yeah. He's just now getting back on a bike. It's Sahara country. Sands. Or Sahara yes. Sands. And it was, he's like, dude, it was ribbon there. I'm like, and I just started laughing. He's like, yeah, you know. I'm like, yeah, because all it takes is one dude to bust the ribbon, and he didn't see it because it's at eye level, right? And if there's not someone there to put it back up, okay. How many how many dudes went off of that? A lot. Yeah. It was, it's for people that don't know, there was a section of the track that was ribboned off, and it was like a blind jump over a ditch that you didn't know it was there. just crested and kind of like disappeared out from when you say. Uh, yeah i seen it after they re-ribboned it back off it was sketch yeah <laughs> it was sketchy. I, I, I didn't know it was there I, I didn't walk that part of the track um and i just oh shit and it at the last minute but a lot of guys you know hit the binders and into the ditch over the bars but you know so but um back to the trail thing i think it's just and i've also learned that i think you do better making a new trail um on a motorcycle than you do walking Meaning, absolutely because you ever t- like yes Uh, Jay my buddy he he said dude how tight is it I'm like it's a little too tight dude you need like a hinge in the middle of your bike but when you're walking you don't think it's that tight
0: I remember when when me and Ryan Gross laid out the dual sport a couple years ago we were like this is gonna be sweet and it was right before i bought my bike yep and then i bought my bike and i was so disappointed i was like we have to redo all of this it's terrible and we did we redid like we made it work and we changed some stuff but yeah we had walked like we had 12 miles of track laid out and probably six of it was garbage
2: yep and that's what it's about isn't it about riding good trail that flows you know what i mean that's what it's all
1: about so everybody can enjoy it and that's you know you know Back to your schools, though. Um, What are some of the key points you focus on in your schools? I know them, but maybe some of the people that listen don't.
2: I like to hear what you think they are.
1: Um, (laughs) A lot of the 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 good the first key points that are very repetitive for you are brake control and throttle control and like where you stand on the bike. Yep. Um, Because like the first drill you always have start out with is um i want to say it's not the slow man one i would which one is it backwards right or do you flip them on me sometimes no
2: good so it's it's uh lately i've been doing I, I always try and change it up once in a while but lately it starts off with uh slow man stuff and then we go into acceleration to braking but control braking without the clutch
1: that's and i that helped me a lot is because okay we start moto moto style start yep wide open from cone to cone. Just a straight line on that, Drag race. on that second cone all brakes no clutch yep. and that makes you learn where the for the rear tire where that point is that you can use it without stalling the bike yeah and keep the, the momentum going and then you change it to the front and we work on the front and then you add them together and then people are like wow i can go into this corner way faster and then keep momentum going into the corner because the bike isn't unsettled by pulling in the clutch and sliding all over the place, it settled because the momentum is still upright and going forward. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, you you saying that like
2: you so you did get a lot out of that You felt
1: yeah, one hundred percent
2: right. So before you would probably pull the clutch in and just mash on the rear brake and whatever and, and slide wherever the ass end went, it went. Yeah, and I just pointed yep. in and shot. And I say that because like old school, how I was taught. You know, my dad, and my
1: older brother, that was you know, brake slide technique around you know, a tree pivot and point and shoot. I still think that's a good technique to have insert, like being able to know the difference of when to use each way to break. Cause like if you're coming into a corner and yep. you have somebody in front of you, there's always a,
2: there's always a difference in off road. There's a unique thing about off
1: road. Like if there's somebody in front of you and you need to get around them, exactly. you need, maybe you need, and they went to the wide line. You need to slide to ascend around to stay tight into the, yeah. to the corner to get a better straight run to get around them. Did you
2: see Jet Lawrence cut underneath the Forkner last night?
1: Yeah. Did you watch Forkner? You uh, know? I know, and then he went
2: letting back by. But did you see what he did? Yeah. He checked up hard early, and then just tucked right underneath of him. Mm-hmm. Dude, that looks so awesome the way he did that. And
1: that's great. at great, like, mind thinking. Yeah. Of, like he seen guys it ahead. Like yeah. he knew. He, like he was all planned. Like, yeah. This
2: is what I'm going to do. Yeah.
1: And then after the the breaking drills, and the motor start to or slow man drill, the practice going slow keeping your balance learning your bike then you do the uh, motor start to controlled braking we normally will go into the woods yep and we'll work on certain sections okay now we're tying we're going to do the one i always will always remember is because i almost died like three times is that right hand turn where the bike the ass end slid over the berm yep. and the front wheel stayed in it and i just somehow kept it but we were working on that day is coming in as, as fast as we can Without using the clutch to brake while braking and then turning right. yep, And seeing what certain people would do um, and how they felt with the way their bike's feeling now that they have learned that in a field. Okay. So now <clears throat> coming into the corner, we want to go right, but we don't want the bike to feel unsettled. We want to planted and just go. And it was crazy to put that in there and go, wow. Yeah. then okay now we learn that okay well where are we putting pressure at? where's our legs at where's how high is our leg and we're picking it up where are we putting it straight out we're doing half like 90 degree at the shroud as far as putting your leg out yeah so so many things that little things that you have taught me in the last six months yeah And, and, and you know the unique thing
2: is too that i've learned over the years is that like the littlest thing that i ever look You know like telling someone just simply like a couple things you said like just how you put your leg out for a turn has helped you where you think you overlook it like what's the big deal you know like because you know it and you do whatever it's repetitive right but it's interesting how just the littlest thing can help someone and i think that's what i've learned there i always say the secret is there's no big secret it's all little tiny things put together
0: that's what i struggle with the most and that was actually my next question we got to wrap it up. We're two hours in. I don't want to take any more Rich's wow. nights. Old yeah, crap. We, we, we. I was we, gonna have a beer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we're gonna have to do this again one time for sure. But if Rich if I'm Rich sorry, likes I talk it, too much, I guess. No, if Rich no, likes it, maybe we do. Like is, this is fantastic. Maybe we can. I would do, like to talk more
2: about the school part of it because I think it would help guys get when, a different. Not not to bring people to my school, but
0: just to help people riding. Well, and that's my next question. I don't want to forget that, but yes rich my standards are low thanks for reminding me (laughs) i'm sorry Um, i don't mean
2: that bad (laughs) no what i what i was saying before
0: i died the two things i want to we want to wrap this up The, the first thing is what is for somebody like me i say it all the time i feel like i have all of the knowledge and all of the techniques i need to be successful on a dirt bike i can't put them all together Like, I know I need to keep my elbows up. I know I need to breathe. I know I need to weight the outside peg. I know I need to modulate the brake better. I know I had better throttle control. I can't do them all. And then I try to do one and I forget all the other ones. So,
2: you're in good company.
0: Yeah. Well, what's just quickly here, what's something that, what's your suggestion? You've had way more experience than most people. I mean, that's a great
2: question. And where do do you start? The first thing that comes to mind is think of it like a foundation. So, you are you know just and you know trying to get faster and whatnot and a lot of times and people just try and simply go faster but don't have the control and i think one of the ways to have control is to learn proper body positioning you know i mean and i and and a lot of people just frown say oh come on dude really but seriously because body position keeps you safer on the dirt bike if you don't know proper body positioning how to hold on to a dirt bike you're gonna go faster and not be, you know, crash more often because you don't have proper body position. So I think for a guy like you, proper body positioning is number one to build a better foundation, just like you're building a
0: house. And that makes me feel a little bit better because something I tried this year that I just added was a uh, seat bump. Mm-hmm. And not I, so much.
2: I, I've, I've wanted to add one because I rode one of rider's bikes and I liked it. And it's not so like
0: much it. that I use it to like hold me on the bike. But it just reminds me where i'm at and one That's of the bad, one <laughs> of the bad habits i have is i'm over the tank too much i need to be back over it just a little bit not all the time but more times than not i need to be back farther so i set my bump back a little bit farther than i would like to and during the race it reminds me hey you gotta be you gotta be here you know what i mean like yeah. gotta be screwed back. and, and again
2: and, like i said it's different for everybody you know it, I think of Jack he always sat on the back of the bike. I mean the bikes were different then, and I find myself a lot of my pictures i'm sitting on the back of the bike I'm more of a standard when I'm standing I'm more forward um but I think like I said, it was years ago when right- I rode in Enduro with one of riders bikes and uh the k t m way back in the day, and he had a seat bump, and I left the starting line on the thing, having just and i'm like I'm oh, sitting yeah. on top of the seat bump and I'm like. That's to remind you to sit forward, dude. And by the end of the day, I liked it for the simple fact that it reminded me to sit more forward. But it also under acceleration
0: held it, me. It there. does, yes, it does. Held for sure. There. That's what the cool thing and, was. And when I say like I ride too forward, I mean like I'm I'm a big dude. I'm six really? three hundred pounds. I didn't even but I'm over top of the butt. like I'm on top of the gas tank. I'm like that's not that's not where yep. I need to be. You know what I mean? So it's something Have I've been a trying. Have video
2: of you, and then you can see what you're doing wrong. Yeah, but nobody. <laughs> Nobody Don't get me started on make
1: having me video him. He's got that involves him to, riding and not throwing yeah. cornholes.
0: Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to be allowed. <laughs> I'm to ride. kind of curious about that I'd, too, but I'd I'm not going to gonna be, even go there. I'd have to be allowed to ride with Brad for him to videotape me. So it's not allowed with me. <laughs> hey, but I will say it's something that lately here I've. Questioned. You can ride with me anytime, Sammy. Appreciate that. I'd, something I've noticed here lately is, yes, I've taken a liking to Cornhole. I really enjoy that. But it's the same thing. I'll do the same thing. Like Instead of your videos, I'll watch a video on Cornhole or I'll watch somebody at a Cornhole Dude, they, I that on
1: ESPN. Oh, ask, him ask him how much his bags it's, cost. Ask him how much the bags cost.
0: It's very fun. Not nearly as much as dirt bikes. but $800. No, I did not spend $800 on bags. How much did you spend? They're like hundred dollars a set. You told me the other ones still when we I were throwing the other ones. They were the yeah, ones were four hundred dollars. They're not mine were they though. A grand uh, or something? Yeah. So, Good Lord, I'm like eight hundred dollars on it's. Bean it's bat. the same thing. I know. Like I feel like I know all these techniques, and yep. all you have to do is throw the bag straight, and it yep. goes in the hole. And I can't seem to do that. So, all right, the last thing that I want to do, and I didn't even tell Brad this. Me and Brad have a podcast that we used to listen to, and they did the ten verses. So I'm gonna give you two things, and you gotta pick one. What? There's, there's no, there's no questioning. There's no, there's no, huh? What do you mean? You can't clarify. You just have to pick one or the other, and it's nothing serious. It's just their bike related. Okay. But so I'm confused
1: as much as you are but oh, I know what Nobody's talking, talking about, about. But so
0: I'll ask you a question like KTM or Honda. Okay. And you just gotta answer it. You can't explain. You can't do nothing. Okay. So. We're working on it. You're our first guest, so I just made a quick one. We got five that we're gonna do. We're gonna see I can't how elaborate. Goes. Which that's my problem. I no, no elaborating. Okay, so that's where it gets fun. So, see, I'll give you an example. So the reason you're not allowed to elaborate is because <laughs> the particular podcast we were talking to, the one question they asked every time was shaved or hairy. What was it? Shaved or hairy? Shaved right no elaborating no questions that's just how you leave it <laughs> <laughs> so first one four stroke or two stroke four stroke Enduro or hair scramble hair Endoro. Mm. fixed it there GNCC or national doro national doro this is a hot topic in my my friend group 89 octane or 93 octane
2: 89 i'm cheap as hell dude.
0: right okay good (laughs) good answer and then last one moto or off-road off-road that's it that's all i got so we're gonna try to keep doing that with our guests here and uh just give us something fun to look forward to at the end but
2: I, i would just like to say i i think what you guys are doing is awesome and just keep it up and i'm proud of you and brad i've always thought the world of and sammy sammy i mean you know a lot of people don't know how to take Sam because he's always so happy. But I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it's funny. You know what I'm saying? He's always fu- so happy. And I like that. It's funny you say that. Because some he people, talks a lot. some and people, and some people like, can't handle it. I don't it. know about that, Sam. I'm like, dude, he's always happy. What's the problem?
0: What's the big he deal? He I'm loves a, talking. I'm and that's good good why this podcast can't. <laughs> can you believe know, this? Of me. I'm a it's good it's, fucking time. That's why. People person, can't fucking handle that. A
1: person that talks as much as he does, it took me three years to convince him to do this. 3 years and he
0: Well, I don't ever talking stop talking. To yeah. Like I'm I was too busy talking to somebody today, I'm late. That's why I'm late every day. I'm talking. But
2: I think what you guys are doing is good and just keep it rolling and I'm I'm yeah, thrilled try. that I'm the first guest. That's kind of awesome. So no, like so. I said, you guys have low standards, but hopefully the, the guests will get better. And you guys talked to Ryder the other day. That was awesome and, yeah, and uh some local local talent that uh Lack kid and yeah, you know, and keep, yeah. keep it rolling. So, so and, and it sounded and like everything I listened to because I wanted to listen to what you had going on before I come on, just to see what you guys were about. You know, I know what you guys are about, but just to see what how it went. Yeah, and I thought it was cool. I think what you guys are doing is pretty cool. Not bad so. for thank a you. kids who have
0: no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Well, again, some good stuff comes up. But th- thank you guys
2: for doing well, this. is no, was awesome.
0: Thank you. Like I said, we'll have to reconvene. We'll have to get one of these going in and the if winter. You listen
2: to this for two hours, man. Listen to us talk. You are one cool dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, there was a, there's, there's there's people. I want to shut will, it off so. twenty minutes in.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, fast but, forward. Hey,
0: do me a favor if you do want to shut it off, just leave the headphones in, put them somewhere else, and just go about your day. Let it, <laughs> let it play. Let's get some plays on this thing. <laughs> right on. So, all right, Rich. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. For your it. Time. Thank you, guys. Yep.